Hey everyone, welcome back to BPX After Dark, broadcast live each Thursday night at 9 p.m. in Twitter Spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. A show that breaks down everything happening in the silos of BPX where you, the community, have the opportunity to come on stage, ask questions, and share your opinions to help influence the BPX community. And now, without further delay, let's get to this week's show with the host of BPX After Dark and the largest whale in the ecosystem, B-Jams. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Radish Digital Studios in Petersburg, Virginia. We're live with BPX After Dark and Twitter Spaces, and it's a great night, and we just want to thank you for spending Christmas Eve with us. And why is it Christmas Eve? Well, because Home Team Hero breaks are coming tomorrow, and we're excited for that. Tonight, we're going to have uh, Dan Peon, otherwise known to you as Dublin. He's going to be guest co-hosting, and it looks like we have uh, Jams already up on stage. Jam, or, Jams, are you there? I am here. I am here. And Jams, how's your headache? Um, My headache is it's actually completely gone, oh. which is uh, a nice a nice surprise. I was suffering earlier in the day, but uh, yeah, thanks for asking. But the funny thing is, so I got on this seamlessly, but I have been battling I mean, I'm sure you're going to be very surprised to hear this, but I've been battling tech issues all night. <laughs> um, so the fact that I was able to get on this the first try and get up on stage is shocking. <laughs> Don't jinx us. Don't jinx us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Slappy, I got I to gotta admit, I, I kind of forgot about the charging aspect of, uh, uh, what of my you, job today. What, th- this, this episode of BPX After Dark is brought to you by Anchor. We charge like none other. What are you at right now, by the way, James? Oh, yeah, I'm sure we can go three hours on that. All right, folks, it's going to be a 90-minute show tonight. So, um, (laughs) Dublin, hey, thanks for agreeing to come on stage. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, Dublin, so um, I know uh, know that Jams is jazzed about the Raz auction, and for folks who don't know, head over to the BPX auction site. The items that were won in the latest Raz games, folks had a chance to consign them to an immediate auction. They started on Tuesday, I believe, and then they're ending right now. They're in extended bidding. And Dan, are you uh, bidding on anything or you con- did you consign anything? I am not bidding anything. I did not consign anything. I have taken the stance with my BPX is that I'm going to be holding for a little while um, unless, of course, something does come up that I really, really, really want. Um, but right now, I've just been watching how the auctions trade and uh, just seeing what people are doing. Awesome. All right. Well, for folks out there, you're welcome to come up on stage at any time if you want to talk about what you consigned or also what you're bidding on and what kind of is catching your eye. But we also brought somebody else up on stage. And James, who, who just came up on stage? Looks like our uh, our French friend. <clears throat> How's it going, guys? Good, good. How are you tonight, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Jeff, tell how how much sleep have you gotten? You you are self admitted uh, non sleeper. You just your mind yep. never stops. So, how much sleep have you gotten the past couple of nights? No, not a lot. Not a lot. I was actually um, I was actually trying to get a little extra sleep last night, and it just didn't work. The wheels were spinning and. I think I was up till somewhere probably a little after three, and I was up this morning by seven. So I was—I didn't get a lot last night. So well, kind of feeling it right, now, a little bit on fumes. Well, it's not like you're going to have anything on your mind tonight when you lay down, right? 
Yeah, I think I'm a little, I'll, I'll be a little too tired tonight. I think I will actually sleep. So. <laughs> That's great. All right, well, James, why Jeff is here. What are we excited about? Why is it Christmas Eve, James? Oh, well, actually, I apologize. Why is it Hanukkah Eve? I should say, James. Hanukkah Eve, yeah. Uh, yeah, Home Team Heroes. We're going to be uh, getting our pause on that tomorrow. So I'm super, super excited. Yeah, and, and what's the bounty that you've offered out there, James? Yeah, so the, if the color pop one of one uh, the 10x multiplier for jazz i've offered three grand um you know people are offering a bit more than that for other players but jazz is hurt you know I, i'm hoping he comes back and and he's healthy and ripping and stuff but you know i i can't uh i can't over and dan when you i would Hey, hey, Dan, is that me or is that Jams? That was Jams, I believe. Okay, Jams, I, we had such a good deal going where you were on airplane mode. We had you working. All right, right, right now, Jams, you sound like a teacher from Charlie Brown. So, I, all right. With James, we're gonna we'll we'll cut you off there for a second, but just try something and then come back. Dan, though, when you hear James talk about the bounty that he has out there for the Jazz Chisholm, is that and, and what do you have, Dan? Do you have any home team heroes that are coming? Uh, yeah, I got two boxes in the pre-sale. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm by no stretch of the imagination a whale. Uh, I I would be one of your the the decent sized little fishes. I would call myself. Yeah, and so you bought, uh, what, what would you say, two or three two. in boxes, not cases, right? Yeah, yeah, boxes, not cases. So okay. uh, and, 80, bucks, 80 bucks a box, two boxes, 160 in. And did you hold back at all for this drop? And did you have any doubts or just, you, you mentioned before your background in finance and you're prudent and you like to diversify. So is that just, you thought it was a good product, but that's what you like to allocate to a new product or, or is that going heavy for you? Um, no, it's not going heavy for me. Uh, I, so I skipped the last couple RAS just because I haven't had the time to really focus on it. Cause when I've done the RAS in the, in the past, um, there's a, there's a, I, I do a lot of research. I look at the price of the cards. I do my own comps, and then it's a, a lot of trading. Um, and to to watch that, I, I just haven't had the time to really focus on that. So the the home the home team heroes. I, I keep wanting to say hometown heroes. Um, the when that came along, that that was really interesting to me because it's something that's not going to take a lot of daily time for me to do um it's more like fantasy sports to me as well as collecting rolled up into one so that made it a lot more uh appealing so um i got two boxes i probably should have got more i mean i bought i bought one box then i was like yeah i need more got a second box um i, I probably should have got more but i was buying too much of uh 2023 Bowman blasters. Uh, so, uh, so I spent my money on physical cards versus uh, versus home home team heroes. 
we'll see if I still sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, but are you then, you're more interested in trying to hit some color pops, not necessarily building the sets or? I, I may try and, and build some sets. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a bit of a roll of the dice, uh, you know, see what I get. But the, the first Raz I was in for um, block packs, I mean, I, I did the free one. Um, and then there was the, the first one where I, where I paid, I got like one box or whatever. And it was like 30 bucks or something. And I hit um, uh, uh, one of one. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'd like to, to recreate that moment if I can. Um, that, <laughs> That's the most dangerous thing in, in, in life is when you, someone wins something uh, the first time they try. Yeah, I mean, that, that was for sure. What, it's, it's why I love crabs. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure what, what got me really stuck into to block packs is, uh, is definitely hitting on the first one. If I, if I would have just gotten commons or aquas, whatever, um, things might have been different. But, I mean, I'm, I'm here, I'll be here, and I don't have any plans to leave anytime soon. James, I, I, I was curious to ask Jeff one question, and I know Jeff is trying to probably eat for the first time all day. So, Jeff, you don't have to unmute if, if it's not possible. But when I was listening to you, Dublin, you mentioned you you know you picked up your three boxes and then you said i should have picked up more and that's one thing jeff is that you create product block packs your team creates product when people buy it is that there's not really buyer's regret people don't say geez i really wish i hadn't done that james you've been in this ecosystem since the beginning you're involved in every silo have you ever had regret and and by the way folks this is bpx after dark with jams and we have guest host dublin on today dan p and frenchie's up on stage if you have any questions everybody is welcome on stage please come up this is your chance you know i was mentioning on bpx break room what's great about this is we can have a conversation it's not on discord where you sit there and wait for the person to respond and it's disjointed so it's a great opportunity to bring up questions any issues you have and you want to talk about but jams is Getting back to you, have you ever had any twinge of regret on any product that you bought in the BPX ecosystem? No, I mean, certainly not that I can remember. So, I mean, if, it, if there was one, it was something small that I'm, I'm not remembering. I mean, nothing that I've ever uh, gone hard in has ever aged poorly for me in the ecosystem. So, Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jeff, is that – but when you hear like Dan talk about that – is that do you pick up on that that people always their biggest regret is they didn't buy more not that they bought it uh i mean that's certainly a a, a great sentiment to have and to, and to see so it's, it's certainly something that is we we try to you know like i've always said like there's really we try to create an ecosystem where if you play within your means and just participate within your means you're not going to get wrecked here right I and mean, we don't we're, this is not a I don't mean to necessarily just call out one project. I, like Moonbirds of two and a half ETH mint. Other deeds, two and a half ETH plus two and a half ETH of gas mint. I mean, if those don't go well, you're in a you're in a pretty bad way. Here, you know, you're talking about a five dollar unit cost, and and with the 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 type of stuff that we're building and this type of sets that we create, you you really have 
a, a really good chance of, of, of doing well acro across our ecosystem. And the more we build that belief system out, I think the more that'll go. So it's just, I think it's a combination of a lot of different things um, that kind of help lead to that. I think, um, but, but no, it's, it's absolutely a great, a great sentiment to hear. And I mean, I'm, I've said it a million times already, but we definitely have not had a product market fit like we have with the Home Team Heroes. I mean, people are excited about it. There's no apathy around this. Um, people are ready to get their hands on it. And as long as we land the technical side and everything gets into your wall, it's like it needs to. And that sort of thing, there's really, everybody sees all the art. You see all the, you, you know how the math works. So there's, you know, there's the, the expectations I think are well aligned and, and people know what they're getting. And I think it's, I think it's a great set. I'm super, 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 super excited about it. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd be the only one, right, Jams? He'd be the only one who's excited. <laughs> yeah, I was joking earlier. I mean, it, it sounds corny coming from me because I, I know that I've said this before and I'm sure it'll probably rear its head again in the future. But this product, I've never been more excited to open or to have a launch of any product in this ecosystem. I mean, not even not even close. But again, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure I know I've said that in the past about other mm -hmm. ones. But this one definitely is, uh, is going to be my favorite by far. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I want to, again, you're listening to BPX After Dark. And if folks have any questions or comments, I want you to come up on stage. And I, I know sometimes when I when I talk about block packs is that, again, my background is I'm not like some people who've been around, you know, for, for five years, include starting in crypto and then moving into digital tokens and NFTs later. But I've been now two years, I've been involved in, in probably over 100 projects. And, and I come from a background which does, I do have some corporate background. And one of the things that I, I look at block packs from my experience working, I've worked in, in, in small outfits, I've worked in large outfits, I've worked in the nonprofit, I've worked in corporate, and I love how flat the organization is. There's some things in the, the, the way the team is structured I love. It does lead to things like when you have we for those of us who've worked in that where you have a big crunch time on a project, right? You're used to like at general dynamics, we have a huge amount of people. We can throw people at a problem. Well, at a project. But in, in small organizations, you don't have three other floors of people to throw at an issue. But the plus side is the communication's a lot better. And for me, one of the reasons why I'm so bullish on BPX is I listen to the little things. So one, and Patches and I talk about this and go back and forth, but when somebody is selling something who's an OG, or I don't wanna say leave, leaving the ecosystem, but probably downsizing, I will reach out to them in DMs to ask them about, hey, why are you selling just out of curiosity? And it's funny because Patches was saying, yeah, they don't tell you the truth. They said, you know, one person even told you they were doing it for hay. And I said, and it's funny because we were in the voice channel in Radish, and we had True Blue Ninja in there. And it was actually True Blue Ninja who posted that. And it was 100% true. He had told me why he was selling it. I'm like, dude, put that in the uh, Blockpacks Discord in the trade channel. I'm like, you don't know, maybe somebody lives near you and they have hay and, and they're gonna, they'll trade you for the, for the asset you have. But my point is, Dan, just talking about the fact that he, he's a very prudent financial planner. He bought the product from BPX and his feeling when he comes away is he, he he has regrets that he didn't buy more. He didn't, but he has regrets. To me, when I'm looking at somebody to invest in, I want products that lead people to think that way. 
and that's why I'm bullish. But but James, it looks like um, if you want to take it, we've got Real Biz and Stefan up on stage. So I'll let you, James, um, see who you want to bring up first. Well, who who would you call up first? Uh, Real Biz. Real Biz, how are we doing? Hey, James, how are you doing, man? Um, Can't complain. Good. Haven't uh, haven't t- haven't talked to you since we've been in our chat, but. Uh, Hey, uh, I just wanted to say I'm I'm psyched about this. Um, I kind of dip my dip in my, I shouldn't say toe, more like leg into this thing for baseball. I really get psyched for football, you know, being the NFL agent type guy I am. So I'm really excited about the football one coming up next. But this one, I bought it so long ago, I don't even remember how many boxes I bought. I have 280 packs, 280, so I don't even know how much that is. So I'm not exactly what you call a big player. But I am super jazzed about this site, uh, this set, and I cannot wait to rip that stuff tomorrow. So I think it's going to be a home run, and uh, just another thing in the feather of Jeff's cap. And you know, I'm excited. And I know James, we've been talking offline, and you're pretty jazzed about this situation. So um, yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I've I've never been more excited in this ecosystem. And just so you know, 280 packs. That's uh, it's over one. One case, a case is two hundred packs. So, oh, is it? Nice. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I honest to God, don't remember. It's been so long. And then your so odds, of, yeah, your odds of hitting the color pops is two per case. So, if uh, with All a right. little bit of luck, you'll hit three color pops. I, I just hope I get. I just want one or two just to have one. Um, sure. And, and I was going to tell you guys too. You know, I'm going to work on. I'd like to work on a system. I love the bounty system. I think. I think. We need to create some kind of third-party website. I'm going to talk to Jeff about this, of having like a kind of a bounty website or like a off-market coordination where you can get together with people outside of Discord and have a uniform place. So I call it like BP Bounty or something. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Have you uh, checked out the Radish website? Or not the Radish website, the Radish Discord? I have. I'm I'm part of it, Radish. I'm in there. So lots of lots of good information and talking in there. So if you're and uh, yeah, and if you've checked out Slappy's website on Home Team Heroes, uh, I haven't you seen may that. Be able to, yeah, you should check that out. He did a nice job. Well, what of that what I need in my life is everybody else's. I need like sixty six more websites to check in any given day. So, <laughs> I mean, Slappy, Slappy put it together today, and I will say it's it's a nice one place to look for, um, you know, just just home team heroes right now. Yeah, for, oh, cool. for putting it, did you really put it together today, Slappy? Slappy, you're, you're, you're muted, yeah. Slappy. No, I I know I I didn't want to hear for folks who don't know. Just to let you know is that spaces has to be done through your mobile phone. So yeah. I was just tr- I was trying to head over to grab a link posted in this spaces so folks can see it, realizing not everybody's seen it. Yeah, this morning at about um, nine o'clock, I started by 1030, I, I think is when I had it up and running. And then all through the day, 
I was I was lucky to have what makes this space so great and what makes the community so great is the community involvement from Alpha to to Jams to the BPX team. I I don't want to get too much trouble from folks. I didn't bug them too much, but when I would work with everybody in the community to get as many of the facts straight, I would go back to them. Uh, Targa was huge. I I gave him edit and he's been in there making a lot of changes. But there were a ton of ton of people, so that wasn't just me. There were a lot of people helping me with that. Well, whoever put it together, it's a pretty comprehensive, very easy to look at and understand uh, about the home team heroes. So I would highly recommend if if you're not 100% sure on what the project is and what it does, uh, they, they did a great job. Check it out. Cool. Hey, Jams, can you put that link in or I'll put that link in the 2048 thread? so yeah yeah absolutely all right absolutely um well that's all i got guys i, I I'm, I'm actually going to this uh, to add to the geek factor besides cards this and nfts i'm going to play trivia now so you can chalk another one up in my geek column so uh but thank you you do a great job jeff good luck tomorrow with the launch um can't wait to can't wait to rip the things so have a great night guys and uh talk to you soon Love Take you. care, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey, now, James, it looks like you have Stefan still. Stefan, how are we doing tonight, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. So you, uh, you're a little I excited? To, I, I'm excited, but I wanted to hear Frenchie's reason for not putting Christian Yelich in there. I, I, he said <laughs> it in chat with the Miguel Cabrera, but it still hurt me. I wanted to yeah. hear it from his, Man, I'll tell you, like I so 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 I don't know if you heard me tell my story before, but I, I'm a Yelich fan. Like I like I like him a lot. Like we went to Miami as a as a company, we did a retreat down there, and I drugged the whole office to this is back when he was with the Marlins, drugged the whole office to the Marlins game. We get in our seats. I think Yelich was pretty sure he was batting in the two hole. Yelich is up his first at bat. I've never watched him play live. I he gets up to bat. He gets caught. He gets punched out on an outside pitch. Apparently, something with the umpire from previous. He argues the pitch. He gets ejected. So, like, I got to see him basically take good morning, good afternoon, good night, and then he was out. So, um, and and like I was super disappointed. So, just just to be clear, I like Christian Yelich a lot. So, when we were going through everything, and we had to make these decisions, we had to basically one, we needed to construct the right size, and so looking at where we wanted the parallel counts to land, where we wanted the total set size to be. We, we knew that we needed 25 heroes and we knew we were going to do the concept of the multi variations. And so we, we knew that 25 was a number. And so we had this list and we had like 50 players on it. It was actually, I guess, probably more than 50 at the beginning. Cause, um, but we started cutting it down and, and paring it down. And, and we just had these guys at the top that we knew had to be in. And so at 25, we knew right away we weren't going to have every big league team represented. I, I, we made the call that we wanted to have every team, we wanted to have no more than one per team, with the exception of we felt like we could not release this product without Trout and Otani in it. So that took two of the spots. And then from there, it was really basically just trying to go through and make the decisions. And so when we got down to the bottom of that list, I remember sitting in the conference room. This has been a long time ago, but I remember as we were sitting there, Cooper was standing up and like, and I had James over on one side and we had it up on the television and we're all going through it and we're debating, you know, who do we, who do we round out the set with? 
And I, I, I can't remember that it was literally head to head at the very end, but I know that he was in that last kind of group. And then Miguel Cabrera was the final one that got in. So let's assume that Yelich was 26. Who he lost to was, was Cabrera. And the reason for that is because this is the last chance to put, you know, an inner circle Hall of Famer in this, into our product while he's a live and active player. We're going to go back and do some legend stuff with this and pick up some guys that have already retired. You know, there's no product like this that I'm going to have under my stewardship that won't have Jackie Robinson in it. So, or in, not him, but an inspiration from him. I always want to speak correctly about what these guys are. It's, you know, so it's, but all that to be said, we ultimately landed on putting Miggy in with the, just the amazing career that he had already put in the books. And if we kind of go upstream from there, um, you know, there were some guys that made it in because of the market. There, uh, there are some players in the set th that are inspired that I think Yelich beats, but their markets are then probably what got them in. If we started going through and saying, okay, Jeff, why did you choose him over Tim Anderson? Why'd you choose, why'd you choose Tim Anderson over him? Why'd you choose um, uh, Jock Peterson over him? Yeah, those, those were the two I was going to – I was like Jock Peterson and Tim Anderson were the two I was It was more market-driven, market-driven. And then Not like so, Charlie so, Blackburn, but like Blackbeard's really cool. And Charlie so Blackman was in, Charlie Blackman was literally in there because he was one of the very first concepts that we came up with. So like it was we 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 knew we had this amazing hero concept for him. Again, a guy that all already had a, a really good career. We kind of had a little bit of a pirate theme in our ecosystem already. So we really did feel that Blackbeard would be a, a good fit. Uh, again, it's it there's there's some obvious answers and then there's some where reasonable people can disagree. And, and I would fully be the first to concede you put five different people in that room and maybe Yelich is on that list. So I definitely concede that point. It was, it was, it was right there nip and tuck for sure. But like I said in chat, here's the good thing. He's going to get into home team heroes. And when he does, he'll be in a set where it's kind of like he'll get his, first Bowman Chrome type stamp, right? He'll have a first issue. Gavler's never getting an origin <laughs> first issue. He's never Gavler's never get another first issue. Hold on. So I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I would never interrupt baseball for basketball, but Jeff, I have to interrupt you for a second and Jams is going to hate me, but currently the Michael Jordan uh, Bryant card in the Raz auction, there's two minutes and 32 seconds left. The current bid is 175,000, 210,000 with the juice. Remember, we're in an extended bidding. About half the items are over. And in that Kobe, I mean, that um, the Jordan stop Bryant talking. card. Just stop talking. There's two minutes and 18 seconds. All right, Jeff, back. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I actually had it. I just looked to see who's winning. So I see, I see why he's saying stop talking. Bastard. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, oh, Jeff. Oh, wait, back wait, to wait, baseball. Wait, wait. One thing about Yelich, though. I mean, he hasn't had a good – he's in the middle of his fourth mediocre year in a row. I mean, I, I was a huge Yelich fan. Don't get me wrong, but – He's, no, this this he year's better. Been good since 2019. No, I, I no. he's struggling. He was struggling early on, but he's he's starting to step it yes, up. Yes, he is. He's on both my fantasy teams, James. He is definitely doing better. It's, I'm not saying he's out of the woods, but he's on the uptrend. I agree and with Devin. And the Brewers are number one in the division, so I, that's the big thing. I was a representative from each like good team is way he has a, seeing it too. He's well, got will, a sub 52 OPS. I will admit too that I don't know that we I don't know that we saw the Brewers being quite as good as they are when we were putting all this together either. I mean, we're, you know, again, I'm, 
I, we, I, 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 we, I feel like I had good baseball fans in the room, um, and we, we certainly tried to give everything a, a, a good, thorough thinking through. And, you know, I, the, the, the Brewers are a little bit better right now than, than I thought. And, and you know, the, the other thing, too, is um, I wish I had – I wish Cooper was on here because he's, he's just the absolute complete geek on this sort of stuff, too. We also have some ideas, too, on, like, playing in pitchers – um, and maybe having, never mind. I'm not going to even say that, but there's, um, Yelich may not have been quite the obvious answer off that team. If, if we had kind of gone into some other directions, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll just leave. I it. thought Corbin Burns was going to be it originally because he was the second in Cy Young last year. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah, it, you said there was no pitchers. So then I was like, well, Christian Yelich. Yeah. For you, we, we kind of, so yeah, so so I thought it. I don't want to make. We're we're still kind of toying with this concept, but there's there is there is an idea of how could you know you get the natural offense versus defense and that sort of thing. Like we thought about how to try to play the pitchers not as villains but nemesis of some of the other heroes, like um, like in the division, kind of have these guys that are more mischievous troublemakers. They still defend their city. They're still a home team hero. They're not a villain but just a little bit of a different role with them. And that would let us work the pitchers in and kind of that, that natural opposition. And like a, like a Nolan Ryan versus a Robin Ventura. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, not, I don't want to make them, I don't want to make any of our players, like I don't want to make anybody's favorite player a villain. Right. That's, that's, that's not what this product is. So anyway, no, you, no, you just, you just want to turn them into babies. I know that I think he's one of the coolest characters in the whole thing. I know people have strong emotions on super baby, um, but I think he's really cool. And I think when he has that beat, that, that rattle that has Boston on it, man, I think he's awesome. And, um, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a baseball fan. Braves are my team. If I have a number two team, it's a, it's the Yankees because of my relationship with Bobby Richardson. Um, but really that's, and then after that, I'm just a baseball fan. I just, I, I can watch any two teams play. I respect all baseball teams. I respect all baseball players. Um, and uh, Endeavors is a hell of a player, so I, I don't. I, and I think it. I don't think it, I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't take that in, as an, in a negative way. I think I think he's an awesome character. So Jeff, why, why, while we are on the subject of why, um, walk me through why Jock Peterson is it just because he wears pearls? Is it because he was on the Braves? Uh, <laughs> no, it definitely it, it it definitely it definitely wasn't. Um, it definitely wasn't the Braves tie-in. I mean, I, I mean, he was, he was there, and he had his, he had his, he had his moment with us, you know, with the Braves. Uh, the, 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 the biggest reason was, you know, we needed to have somebody out of that. The, the, the that the Giants are a, are one of the teams that we, we felt had to be, you know, ha- had to be in the product, and and, and no one could spell Yastrzemski. Uh, true. Yes, that would probably be. And, and, and so with, you know, we felt that Jock Peterson had a little bit bigger personality. Um, he did, you know, not it wasn't because he was a brave per se on that World Series run, but just it did get him. It, it got him a little bit more national notoriety. Right. So more people did know about the pearls, the the he, he so he had a little bit more of an, an imprint there. So it, that one was one where the Giants, that market was in. Um, and then it was a matter of him being the the best choice that we felt um, out of that 
out of that group. So that that's how that's how he got in. And, and do I think that do I think Christian Yelich is a better baseball player than 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 Jock Peterson? Absolutely, I do. <clears throat> um, but and I, for, the, it, it, for this product, he was the better he was the better inspiration. By the way, James, I knew exactly what you were doing when you addressed me head on when I was trying to bring attention to the card you were bidding on, and then you immediately throughout Yelich to get the rabid baseball fans going again to distract them. So, Jamps, you I'm sure you've refreshed. You won the Jordan card at 175000 Sure did. Your best efforts to get me to spend more BPX <laughs> failed. Well, the Giannis Mazel, only has Mazel, two Mazel. minutes left, so B. Jamps is uh, leading on that one, too. <laughs> Tell us more. This is a massive. It's at 504000 with the juice right now, but it's a massive card. It's this is a this is like a holy grail card for me if I could afford it. Yeah, I, I see. I, I see. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I was just gonna say that 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 was a fifty thousand dollar card not all that long ago, and I think John, I think Giannis's stuff is incredibly oversold right now because that that silver is not that is not like a a twenty twenty one silver, right? That is a the pop on those things is incredibly low. He he has fewer. I, I think it's actually fewer base cards in like a PSA 10 than Luca has silvers. And, and, hmm. and if, if, if not, it's really close. Like, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's, they're, they're very close. His base count versus Luca's silver count. So that's how much the product has changed over that, that time period. This is not an overproduced card and to have it in that, in a BGS dime is, it's a banger. Jeff, uh, I mean, uh, Jams, is, let me just check with the folks first, is that we had GT who came on first, and then Zarek, and then Legend. And just uh, any one of you, does it have to do with a auction that's expiring right now? And we'll give you the floor, otherwise we'll just go in order. Nope. All right. Uh, Stefan, you've had your say. You can have more say, but we're going to go I was gonna say there's only five BGS tens of no no guys. no no we're 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 gonna you can come back and talk about that in a second all right and um zero seconds left <laughs> all right <laughs> that James is reconnecting so he's gonna win another one um all right uh, GT go ahead it looks like it's not auction specific and to to trying to dethrone um jams from another win go ahead gt oh yeah by by no means i i, I will step aside for for anything <laughs> uh you know Giannis auction related uh hi everybody good evening um good to see some familiar faces in the audience again and again thanks radish for hosting and jeff for being on and and jeff i i wanted to you know comment on a few things uh the first being thank you as a bay area born and raised native um thank you for including somebody on the giants and even if it has to be a former dodger um i do agree that that jock peterson was probably the best choice although i would have loved to see hth come out maybe three years ago so i could have seen buster posey on there but to that point um, you know, you talk a little bit about the legacy players, and I know that you are the kind of person that likes to think, you know, not one move, but three, four or five moves ahead. And I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about your vision for the way in which those legacy players will play a role either in earning BPX or earning points for the season. Um, you know, obviously you've you've talked a lot about rain, collecting rainbows. I imagine you'll again be, be you know talking about collecting teammates. Um, you know, in the in the future as well. But um, what what have you and the team been kind of um, 
you know, just sort of thinking a, l- a little bit about and brainstorming in terms of how these legacy players can be implemented in the uh, in the ecosystem looking forward. Yes, so that's a, that's a great question, GT, and it's it's one that I think will people will have I, I think a lot of excitement around when we bring some of that out and just timing wise. The way we're thinking about our set cadence for the year, baseball now, obviously, followed by football. The plan for football is it will go, it'll be in active pre-sale mode at national. Um, and then it'll be we're gonna have some exciting promotions around remaining baseball supply. We will not, we we will make sure there is baseball available at national. Uh, it's going to be expensive per box, but we're going to have live breaks set up. There will be some stuff not pulled. I don't know what it is. Um, we're going to gamify some of that and make that fun um, to help people that are new because they won't. If they come up and buy, they won't be able to necessarily they buy football. They can't rip it because it's in presale. And then the plan is is that NFL season opens on a Thursday night. I can't remember exactly. It's, it's actually it pushes into September this year. It's not an August date. It's like it's like the first week in September. There's a Thursday night game. The plan is is that uh, football will rip that day, um, and then following that, similar type situation before the NBA season opens about a month ahead. The presale, and then the uh, and then those will rip right as the NBA season starts, and then move us into the holiday season. And that's when I'm looking at bringing in a uh, a, a legend type product, um, and w- what that legend product will have it'll be multi-sport. Um, you know, we, we with 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 MLB, NBA, and NFL, we don't have any female heroes. Um, so Caroline will get her first hero most likely in the. In the in that legend release, you definitely expect to see someone like Serena inspire a at least you know inspire a, a hero there, and and then ideally some others as well. But the way that that will get scored, then I'm actively working on how we will do the scoring. I want to make it more fun than just saying, okay, um, if you hit it, they're they've already got their score in the books. For their for like say their their version of the of the color pop insert, I want to make it more similar to how we get the fantasy on the field play. Um, some different things that we've been considering for that. An AI based takes all of their stats. I can we can normalize the stats so that a win in tennis would equal a win in baseball or a home run. We could balance it out to where based on how different matches play, you just weight things heavier. I mean, you know how many different actions are going to happen in a particular tennis match versus how many actions are going to happen in a baseball season. or And you put, at that point, doing the math to get, if you really want parity between those two players, if they perform to their ex- expectation, getting that parity is not rocket science. Um, so what we could do is bring in some type of possibly the, the an AI type concept where there is some randomness to how the players perform. So Serena inspired hero could have, could play to her absolute best season of her life, or it could be one where she didn't perform well, or even with injuries mixed in like she, and, and so instead of seeing it, it would be more like a, simming a game on Madden, right? Or or a baseball game where you play the simulation 
and it tells you, oh, no, your quarterback just got hurt. Heaven forbid, if that's your color pop, they go down. Um, but that would be the type of thing that I would like to do. Getting the set collecting component of it, golds, blacks, whites, all that, that, that part's easy because it doesn't have any on-field live type uh, version or, or play to it. But I, I want to bring the legends to life somehow. And the, the best idea we have for it right now is some simulation based uh, off, of, off of AI is kind of the, the, the grail that we have right now in mind. Hey, James, do you mind if I ask just one clarifying question then, Jeff? Would you just ask me if I mind if you <laughs> ask Frenchy yeah. question? Yeah, yeah, because you're running the stage tonight. So I just, I'll take that as a yes. Jeff, as you mentioned about football is going to be ready by by national. So is it ready now and you're just not going to roll it out to then? Or, or yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to, is, is national a, a pretty safe date or and it's ready now, you're just holding it back or it will be ready by then? Uh, it'll, it'll be, it'll be ready in presale. And I, I'm, I mean, now that once we get through this first version, we're, we're always learning things, everybody. I mean, this is a new, like what delayed us today when it all kind of came down is you, we're, I, I, I told you a couple weeks ago that we wanted to make, we want to prepare for having these web two users come in. Um, and, the the web two users that will have just an email and a password we want them to be able to fully consume the hth product buy it rip it reveal a color pop sell it sell a color pop unrevealed um buy others to fill out their collection participate in the auction and do every single bit of that without a crypto wallet and we want all of you to be able to participate with a crypto wallet. I want to make it where if you consign a card in and one of those people buys that card in the auction, that you're getting your BPX that you have like normal and they don't ever have to touch any of that. We facilitate that for them when they need it. We, we provide the, the, the bridge between the, that Web2 user and you getting what you're used to in, in, a, in a Web3 context. So I think everybody understands that's the goalpost. And so looking at that combined with, which it, it, this is kind of abated some, thankfully, and we, we were hopeful that it would, gases come back to, to within reason, um, but also making it to where when you, when you have your color pops, you don't have to move them out and then move them back later. Because I've told everybody, if you want to participate in that, in that block packs marketplace, we can't leave the assets in your wallet. You'll have to put them back in and allow us to custody them so you can list them and you can tap into that liquidity of this new group of people. I'm just going to use the word. I don't mean this to be offended, offensive to anybody named Timmy. We call them Timmy's. Um, I got that from Rudy, the magic guy. He just, he, he, he calls people Timmy. So our web two user is effective, affectionately known as Timmy. Um, so if Timmy comes in and he wants to buy, you can't sell him something if it's in your wallet. It has to be in our system and in our platform. And then Timmy can buy it. You can withdraw the BPX. Timmy can get the asset. It goes into his account. He never has to put it into a wallet. And so in doing all that, we said, look, this is the time when we need to go ahead and, and get that functionality ready now for the HTH rip so that if people don't want to take these out, if they, if they want to leave them in, they can. And so that's what we were working on. And what got us today is once we pushed everything live, I think you all have heard me, we've talked about this with the auction, 
you have node providers that watch the blockchain for us. It's not, the blockchain doesn't operate like a web server. Like if you have something on an Amazon web server, you have a essentially an always on connection to communicate with that server. The blockchain, you have to rely on node providers and, and, and chain watching mechanisms that tell you what's happening on the blockchain. And we put do redundancy so we have multiple ones. But that's why sometimes we've had auctions that you'll see it, the timer will end, and then there will be a bid and, you're, and, then, and, then, and, the, and the timer resets. The reason for that is because there's a delay in the blockchain node watcher telling us that that activity happened. And it's the bid happened in the time frame. It always, like on these auctions, it always happens within the time frame because it's all on chain. But what happens is the node provider has a bit of a delay in communicating back with us. And so what happened today when, when, when we were doing all of our testing, we, the node provider we were doing in the testing had, there was no latency in, the, in it. So everything was working. It was essentially like being hooked up to a server. And so when we put it up for real and started testing, then some of the, the delays that were happening in the, um, in, the, in the communication between the node provider back to our system were causing some pretty significant uh, issues as, as far as it relates to the, um, the basically your ability to get your, get your color pop out. And what theoretically could have happened is it would have, I think, been theoretically possible for somebody to perhaps mint, a, a, pull out a color pop and have a race condition where that same color pop, if you did your reveal and your transfer out essentially at the same time, someone else could theoretically in a race condition end up being told that they have the same one that you do. And that would have been very, very bad. So that was kind of the thing that and we saw that because of that latency. Um, and so in building all of that, I actually got into this now. What was the original question, Slappy, that you asked me? Sorry. <laughs> no, it was actually, uh, it was GT and, and you started off with, that's a great question, but it was a very, very involved question GT had. GT, did he asked about the legend stuff. But he said, why did you put Jock Peterson in that? Right. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, no. Now, don't, now don't go putting words in my mouth. No, GT asked that. us about putting the legends in, but there was some other question after that and I totally lost my train of thought after no, no, I, I think that, that you, you, you answered it and, you know, in, in kind of a, 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 a little meandering way, but I think it was, it was pretty direct in terms of the, the, the way in which you're going to incorporate the legends and kind of what that would look like. And I actually, as you were talking, I, I kind of had a follow-up question, if you don't mind. Um, you know, you I, mentioned actually, that, G, G, GT, yeah. before you get that, and I just want to yeah. let know, Zarek know he's next and legend and GT, after this question, you're welcome to stay, stay on stage. But um, and and ask more. But we're gonna give them a chance after. And I wanna. I haven't looked at who's highest bid jams. So don't blame me. But I'm looking at that Le LeBron James. There's four minute three seconds left. There's two. It's two hundred thirty thousand BPX. Two hundred seventy six thousand with the juice. And when I go down, oh, it looks like Dobbs, who was in the audience here a little while ago. It looks like Dobbs just overtook the legend, who bid at two twenty five, and Dobbs came in at two thirty. Legend is actually here. 
in the on the stage waiting for his turn. Anyway, that's that's the next one that's up for um uh the that the auction's going to end. Sorry, Jake. Well, you can you could talk about any cards you want because I I've won four cards and I don't have any other outstanding bids. So. What an what an asshole. All right, go ahead, GT. <laughs> and and I and I know we've got we've got a two, a two question limit. That's the that's the slappy special, so I'll I'll try to make it quick. Um, you know, t- talking about um the the utility of the of the legends and I I hear you talking a little bit about potential AI competitions between perhaps two legends within different sports as an as a means to have that kind of um, you know that 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 kind of mechanic involved it, it reminds me a little bit of perhaps the mechanics that show up in perhaps the bantams where you kind of have a little bit of a head-to-head sort of competition is that something in the future that you're thinking a little bit about where the mechanics of one particular ecosystem will overlap with another in order to perhaps provide more opportunities for users to be more comfortable in this in, in two different spaces or do you want to kind of keep the mechanics of, of say bantams versus hth kind of separate from one another so that people can choose which one to kind of get into um so th- that's actually a really insightful question there too gt because we have actually um it's almost like do you have our do you have our conference room bugged or something because <laughs> <laughs> i wish i did man if i if i if i was a fly on the wall in that conference room i i'd i'd, I'd pay a couple of my my miners for that just for one opportunity <laughs> Um, but no, we actually have talked about in ne- maybe next year um, having the ability because then by then we have the, the 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 underlying game engine is fully fleshed out, and at that point you we could absolutely take the same gameplay rule set and you could skin kind of a head to head game where the heroes could then play against each other and essentially if you know how to play the bantams you know how to play the the hero-based version of the game. So we have actually discussed that. I'm not saying for sure that will happen. Um, I have told everybody that when the when the Wonders of the First game is out, that underlying gameplay engine is essentially the same. And um, I think I've already said, yeah, I, I said this on Space the other day, but we've, we've actually engaged with Brian Tinsman, who did 10 seasons of Magic, and he came and spent a few days... With us, I took him through um, my version of the game, where where the game was, and he is going to basically take that core version, and he's going to kind of finish out the build and make sure that all the power dynamics are right. Um, and there's a podcast that I did with him where he talked about the creative space that the game allowed, and just making sure that it's battle tested from a game mechanic mm-hmm. standpoint. So once we get that underlying. Um, the, the 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 that underlying platform that basically is that game engine um at that point yes it would be it would be something that we could absolutely do is to skin a hero version and it would give just one more way to expand the hero ip another thing you can do with it which i think would be pretty fun and that also thanks so much for time sorry to take up so much so much and that also could be off now i promise Yeah, and that could also be a good way to add some value to some of the uh, sets that are now just in their collectability phase. So maybe when they move kind of beyond their season, maybe then they kind of start taking on these other things that you could you could utilize them for. Because that's already on my mind too. I want these things to be collectible for the very long term. the The current season, they get the support from the rewards, and but I I want these to be 
something that you can form a nice long-term thesis around beyond just the rewards. Like there will certainly be a fall off once the rewards are fully extracted, but I want there to be solid collectability beyond that. And I've got some different ideas on how I think we can we can add to that. And part of it would be some of those type mechanics. Speaking of rewards and GT, it's I'll speak to you later about your extensive questioning. No, I'm kidding, GT. You're always <laughs> welcome on stage. Hey, speaking of rewards, is that I was talking to Jams and I think we, we talked about we still have a case of home team heroes, as Hawkwind has said, potentially thousands of dollars worth of product in there. And we've given away a number of spots. Each spot comes with five heroes. You're, we're going to do 40 break spots, and each person's going to get five heroes. So we're going to give away a number of them tonight, at least five. And here's what we'll do is I want you to tweet out uh, a picture of your PFP in this space, and I want you to tag Home Team Heroes and Radish Digital, and I want you to say something about the rip tomorrow and why you're excited that you're waiting another day. Yep, you're gonna you're gonna talk about the fact that you are excited that you actually get to have the anticipation for another day. Because let's be honest, folks, right? Part of the fun of Christmas Eve and Hanukkah Eve was the night before when you were dreaming about that that BB gun. And so, think about why you're excited for the rip tomorrow, and just tell us something. Tag Home Team Heroes and Radish Digital. Take a picture of your PFP in this, and then mention why you're excited for tomorrow. And then what I'll do is I'll spin the wheel in Radish, and then I'll, I'll post the results over in Block Packs and in Radish, and at least five winners will come out of that. All right, sorry. Uh, uh, so it looks like, um, uh, champs, sorry to interrupt. It looks like Zarek's been patiently waiting, and then Legend. Zarek, do you uh, hey, want to yeah. So uh, the first thing I want to say is, Jamps, you you lucked out on that Giannis. Um, I was in the middle of making dinner. Like at first, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to bid anymore on this. And then I heard uh, Jeff come on and you know, you know, start hyping it up. I'm like, well, say no more. I'm, I'm going to bid again. But then uh, that, there was like less than a minute left, and I ran back to my computer. And then when I placed my bid, I forgot that I had a preset for gas that was low. And uh, by the time I realized that, it was too late. So <laughs> um, yeah, you you would have had it too because I mean, yeah, I always could have changed my mind, but I had told myself that that was my final bid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unless um, unless someone did one BPXO, I'll I will never stop bidding if someone oh, yeah. does no, one no, BPXO. I, I would never do that because <laughs> when someone did that to me last time, I I had to win that if anything just out of spite more than yeah i'm gonna win it or someone well the person that did that to me is not gonna win it if someone else wants to outbid me i'll, I'll let them get it but exactly. i'm not gonna lose to someone that does one up on me of people that never deal with again or that i would bid them up in a future one but uh i let that slide after that it was just a, a heat of the moment thing right <laughs> um okay so I, I had a question for jeff uh, i saw in, in you know in one of the announcements that you said there would be multi-wallet support coming um you said after um gasless bidding comes online i'm not sure if it's supposed to be concurrent or at some point after um and it might not even matter for a lot of people um but for me like does i, I just want to know what that entails does that mean that any wallets that i add um you know to my account will be seen as a uh, you know, it's basically considered a single wallet so does that mean i don't have to move my 15 or 20 geeks around anymore if i want to keep them normally safe you know in on my ledger and then i have to move it out for you know whatever bonuses and whatnot or let's say um you know with the um color pops and whatnot when you have to assign you know a geek to a you know whichever one you want to boost like i 
the the less moving around I have to do, the better. So I kind of want to see, like, you know, um, what will that like, um, you know, help with that in the future? <clears throat> yeah. So I will admit uh, that I don't have all of the details, but I know that that is essentially the 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 concern that you have is what the engineers want to solve for, so that you can kind of have your primary wallet where things that you rip or want to remove, transfer, they will, you'll have that main wallet, but then you'll be able to do exactly what you said, link additional wallets and stack all of that together as in, in the system as if it's a single wallet. And so that would be a feature. And then the, there, that's part of what I was saying that with the incentives we were trying to put together which we really haven't talked about those for HTH, but um, which that's what brought it up today. We, we don't, I don't want to create something where our community gets artificially, where the market is artificial. Um, so I, I'm trying to incentivize the right behavior. And, and just to be very clear, the behavior that I'm trying to incentivize is to take ideally all of the OTC deals that, that get done and make, OpenSea kind of be the final place where they settle. I'm, I'm not, it doesn't mean that you can't and won't still be able to get together in the trade rooms and, and work out your deals. It's just that hopefully you'll now say, okay, now that we've got the deal worked out, how do we bring this to OpenSea to give basically a clear version of this to the, to the public market, which will have a significant impact on us being able to tell the story about our ecosystem and people to understand our market better. Put yourselves in the shoes of a person who's never heard of Home Team Heroes. You show up in our booth, we explain it to you. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But when you go and buy a box of Bowman Chrome or Panini Prism or Contenders or any product that you buy, you have a feel as a collector of what the value of those assets are that come out of that box. The people that show up and hear about Home Team Heroes for the first time, they have no idea. So we have to educate them on that. And being able to show them that, that market both what's public on OpenSea, and then once we get things happening in our own in our own marketplace, but that's going to be mostly after national, we'll have that transparency too. So we'll be able to then really put together things where you know you'll be able to have a better comp structure to understand how how deals are do are are are, are closing and that sort of thing. And so we're in in trying to put all that together. I recognize that someone could try to take a bunch of wallets and try to farm a bunch of rewards. But the thing is, is if you want to then take those rewards, especially that HODL bonus, and try to use it to buy a nice big card, you won't be able to do that unless you were to link all those wallets together to get the benefit of that full credit because they're not transferable. So hopefully some of these things we're putting in place there will ultimately be a deterrent. But for what you're asking, it will also for you have the benefit that yes, you shouldn't have to move things around You'll be able to link multiple wallets with. If you want to have one wallet with your geeks, you want one wallet with your, um, with your your IMs in it. One wallet with your HTH in it, and you'll be able to then navigate around all of that within the our system from a, a linked wallet standpoint. So that's exactly what it will do. All right, that's perfect because that's exactly how I have my wallet set up right now. So if I could just uh, you know link them all together and not have to move things around, that would that would, for me at least, yep. be a huge bonus. Yeah, that's coming, and it, it it'll be. Um, my understanding is, is that the the intent is that that's like a one of the features that will be available 
kind of as some of these other kind of big major milestone things towards right around national. So it's probably a a late July type feature. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, the legend, legend's been very patient. Did you want to uh, unmute and uh, let us know what's on your mind? Hey, uh, what's up, guys? Yeah, I just, uh, I just wanted to come up and talk a little about uh, that LeBron, man. I, I shot my best shot. <laughs> I'll tell you that, man. I uh, stacked the uh, crowd slabs. The best I could. I kind of went. I think it was Jeff that uh, brought it up, but about stacking crowd slabs and kind of looking at it as a a discount. So I stacked twenty of them, and I bid. Uh, I think my high bid was two hundred and seventy k, and Dobbs came over me. So, but. Yeah, man. Your crowd slabs are going to pay more than you were anticipating, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a win-win, you know. So I actually went higher than I I wanted to originally, but, you know, FOMO set in, and I, like, I wanted that card, man. I wanted it bad, so. But, yeah. Fun night. I do think that's that's a great strategy, though. That works, you know, having the, like, having those crowd slabs – you you went in and you bid and you know and that's it's not like bidding on your own card because you just just like you just see you, you didn't that wasn't your card yes you had some of the crowd slabs but that's not your card until you win the auction which you didn't win <laughs> so yeah exactly um, but in the process you default helped yourself and everyone else who has those crowd slabs and hopefully Dobbs is happy with the card he got yeah and I I wish I would have went harder at them early in the Raz I focused on uh. I focused on other things, prioritizing other things early, and I I settled on crowd slabs later on. And I do wish I went harder on those in the beginning because I felt like I could have definitely stacked more of them. But uh, you know, I'm overall I ended up hitting everything I chased in the Raz anyway. So it was it was a, a de- definitely a good Raz for me overall. And Legend, did you say you stacked twenty of those crowd slabs? Yeah, I had twenty of them. Nice. That's like forty six thousand BPX you'll get for that. Yeah, um, I'm happy about that for sure. Yeah, and Big Dobbs is in the audience. He's he tried to come up on stage, but I I think he might be having a technical issue um, to accept it. But I'd love to get that exchange right now where you guys can actually get a hug. We'll see. We'll try to get him on one more time right here. Is that? Let's see. I accepted it. Did we? Is he able to accept that one? You hear me? Oh, hey, Dobbs. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to unpack my all the softball crap from my truck, so we can. Uh, we're going to Mexico for a little bit, so uh, um, yeah, man. Sorry about that. I wanted it, so you know, I, pay, I paid. I paid pretty far over comps for it, but I'm I'm pretty pumped with it because I don't think that um, I don't think it's an easy card to find, and I, and I wanted it for a little while, so I had a good opportunity to use. Some BPX. Uh, I'm gonna have to reload a little bit in the coming week or so. But uh, yeah, man, you uh, 
you, you were uh, it was starting to get a no. You definitely went over my price, but I, I couldn't lose it. So I'm glad you stacked the crowd slabs. I think you actually got a couple crowd slabs off me too. So I should have just kept them. But you know, it was well played, and and it was a good uh, it was a good fight. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was my only shot really at, at trying to get it done. So, I mean, and and like you said, these cards don't come available very often. So it was one that I I really was targeting, and I I had a high number, and you actually went over that, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot an even better shot and try. So I like I said, I shot my best shot and. But congrats on the win, man, for sure. And it's a great card. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, excited about it. And Dobbs, did you win anything else? I think I saw you bidding in there. I didn't. You know, I um, I, I was uh, I was thinking about the Kobe refractor, the Kobe Jordan refractor, and uh, I think Jamps paid uh, paid a good number for that. So I don't want to go crazy. I'm trying to be. Uh, you know, try, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to maintain a little bit of composure. Um, so <laughs> I, I think I think everything got a pretty good price, frankly, um, at least at least things that I know about. And, um, you know, I definitely paid above comps from a USD standpoint on the, on the LeBron. But um, I think he's a little depressed right now. The, the, the price, not him emotionally. I'm not sure of his emotional state. But uh, um, I'm happy with it. I don't. I don't think it's going. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's pretty safe from here. So, uh, between that and the Topps Chrome BGS10, I picked up a couple weeks ago. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. Pretty stoked about that. Okay, and just so we know, there's there's only two that are left. There's the Luca, yeah. and then there's the Dominique Wilkins that I just and, got outbid on at the last minute. Oh, um, hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Sure, Dirty Jersey. What what's on your mind? Hey, well, you know, I, I just got out bit on that one, but you know, I I was playing with some people tonight, so uh, I guess it's fair game. So uh, you know, yeah, yeah, no, but I meant in terms of coming up on stage. What was your question or comment? Well, no, I was just gonna say, um, just in terms of, um, you know, I I had actually traded um, my. LeBron, uh, my LeBron crowd slab with a little bit more because the, the Jonas, I, I, I knew the Jonas card was worth more. So I had actually traded my, uh, my one instant win, um, LeBron card, um, to, um, you know, get one of the Jonas cards and, and so, you know, but I, I love the fact that there can be a situation where you have, you know, like in this situation, you have, you know, 20, 20 crowd slabs into a, a card that's on auction. And it's either a discount or uh, like a you know, secondary prize because if they go above what you're willing to pay, you're getting paid out on it regardless. And, and, and I, I, I just, I love that dynamic that that's available in this particular project in space. So. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great perspective to bring. I like, you know, this past week, Jamps, I was looking at the auctions. And, you know, it's my bad for being so tunnel vision. I get involved in the auctions. But, Jamps, we've been looking at it. It's funny, it, after an auction ends, uh, the seller says, boy, I didn't get as many BPX as I thought. And folks think about what a great deal you got. But really, there's two ways to look at it, right? You can look at it that somebody got a good deal. Or you could say that the BPX token's undervalued, right? There's actually two ways to look at it. You can also say that the the token's not valued what it should be, that if a card goes for less in the auction, then the amount of, if you accept the fact that the prevailing price out in the rest of the world is actually what this card is worth, then what it tells you is it's the Uniswap price that's not accurate. Doesn't mean that's not reality right here. I understand that. But it also might mean that maybe the BPX is the one that's undervalued. It's not that folks are getting a deal. You follow me, Champs? Yeah, especially if it's a card that has a lot of recent sales and a lot of comps. You know, if it's if it's a card that sells once a year or something, that it's really hard to peg an exact comp to. But when you have cards that you know ten of them have sold in the last three weeks, if that sells, you know, drastically under uh, for the what Uniswap saying the USDC is, then yeah, people are you know certainly valuing their BPX more than uh, what they could just sell it for or trade it for at a Uniswap. And um, let's see, Dan, you mentioned before, I think at the beginning, so I just want to remind everybody you're listening to BPX After Dark, uh, co-hosted by Jams, and we have special guest co-host Dan, i.e. Uh, AKA Dublin, who's in here. And for folks who are tuning in, we're still giving away more spots for the Home Team Hero case break. And excuse me, the, sorry about that, is in order to qualify for it, you have to take a screenshot of your PFP in the spaces. And just remember, I appreciate everybody who's out there putting out pictures of their PFP, but not in the spaces. So what we, I know who's, for you have already done it. I know who's in here. But take a screenshot of you being in the spaces. The key is we want to get the word out about the spaces so people see what you're listening to. So they want to know more about it. And then you have to tag Radish Digital, so I know who's entered. And you have to tag Home Team Heroes. Because we want people to know, hey, is that I saw Never Ender in here. And I think Never Ender, this might be your first space. I don't remember seeing you in one of them before. But we want Never Ender because we know you do stuff with your brother. I think you're the one who brought him into block packs. I don't think it's the other way around. But we want you to be tweeting out a picture of your PFP in this space and then tagging Home Team Heroes. Now, obviously, your brother knows about it, but we want all your followers to say, why is he in this space? What's up with this Home Team Hero? And then click on Home Team Heroes. And then they're going to see all that artwork and they're going to be interested. It's not rocket science. We're doing this to grow our community. And how are we going to do it? Well, we're trying to give you guys a reward. So you will get a greater chance to win those Home Team Hero spots. If you are hexed, you always will get more reward, not just from BPX, but also from us when we're doing these promotions. And just so folks know, I've mentioned it before, but if you're already entered, you're only, um, you only can get one entry into this case break. Now, I still would appreciate if you tweet it out because it helps us all as a community. All right. Well, Jams, is that we only have the two items left. Did you look at the auction that are still... I, I know we didn't want to go on the auction too much. And actually, I'd like to get back to that Yelich discussion. But did you see the two items left in auction? I just sorted it now. Yeah. So we got the uh, the Neek and the Luca. I had, I had bid on the Luca a little bit earlier, but I wasn't... I didn't have real interest in it necessarily. It's just if I could get it 
for real and cheap, it, I would have taken it. Yeah. And uh, well, and, and, and I see, well, I've got the, I don't know if Jersey's the last one. Jersey, I see that one of the two remaining, the last one I had was you. And it looks like, okay, you just reset it. So it looks yeah. like Jersey, you just put in another bid, huh? Yeah, I just, I just won BPX them because I Okay, can. and so, and Jersey, did you, comp, did you comp this card, by the way? I did, I did. And, and I don't know if they're on here, but I have my comp much higher than, than where this, this is currently sitting. So I have a ways to go on this card. Or on the sticker, I guess it is. Um, but yeah, I'm. We're we're not close to me on my comp, um, so I still have a ways to go. And in Jersey, how much was gas, by the way? And then I I have a question for Jeff. But how much was gas for you on your bid? Because I noticed you didn't do. And just a reminder for folks who are listening: when you bid in the BPX auctions, if you bid five percent more than the last bid and it ends up being within 25 percent of the final bid and you're not the successful bidder then you receive a gas rebate in the term of terms of bpx so you get 100 bpx and offered, so how much was gas was jersey offered tonight? I, I wasn't sure because uh, of the, the the gas gas is pretty low tonight uh yeah well dirty let's ask let's ask yeah, jeff I mean, he's on jeff I, like 29 grade tonight so my guess was was about uh, five bucks to to make the bid. So, okay. yeah the um, the one the one hundred the one hundred is the one hundred BPX is there all the time until we get switched off of gasless, and then we've just been bumping it up. Uh, there's no there's no bump up tonight, so it would just be the standard hundred. Okay, great. And I did want to speaking of auctions in Jersey, you might want to go tend to your business just because you got outbid, and. Yeah. Um, uh, so Jeff, just going to um, speaking of auctions, let's talk about what happened a couple of days ago with the AI auction. We appreciate you coming on to BPX After Dark Minor Your Special, where we covered the the forgotten AI auction. And when you, I think you might have left us, or maybe you were still there. But but at the end of that, uh, Tex Hooper, who was in the audience, and I know Zarek's up here. I in fact, I thought Zarek was going to come in and say some bad things about Tex Hooper tonight. But that was the high card of the night. And I can't remember what the final bid was. But there was, I mean, if you convert it to US dollars, it was $500 that Zarek and TechSuper were fighting over. And I have to admit, his PFP is sick. The artwork on that thing. I think Immortal, who was in here earlier, I think he's the artist. But Jeff, when you envisioned this a long time ago, there was a lot of people doing AI art. Kind of died off. And were you surprised, though, that how much attention and excitement there was for the auction the day of? Um, I was I was pleasantly surprised that everyone vibed with it still. Because like you said, a lot of things, you kind of get these, you know, the, the term meta, that something is hot and it's, then it's not. And, the, and when, when, I guess, uh, Mid Journey and Dolly posted some of their bigger updates uh, over the winter, things really... They were all over the place. People were, everybody was playing with it, and then it, it has kind of died down some. Now you don't see it quite as much. I guess the newness is worn off of it. But I I felt that people really embraced the concept. I thought it was cool. I thought I thought it helped keep the idea front and center that we do have these forgotten miners, kind of like the way that a lot of crypto punks are lost in wallets. We have miners that are lost in wallets, more in, uh, intentionally and part of the artistic expression. 
but no, I was I was happy with it. I thought it was I thought it was neat, and I think everybody understood what they were buying, um, and they bought them because they enjoyed them. And there's, look, man, there are a lot of artists out there that have never had a never had a piece of their artwork. They've worked, they've done a lot of work in art, and they have put in a lot of time. They've never had their art sell for five hundred dollars. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, that no- was I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I I saw the next day that um, BP Fergu was he was sending some taunting. Um, taunting tweets to charles and saying it's really not that hard to be an artist something about his work um, but james how many how many did you win out of it i won two okay and which which two were they do you remember just the description wise not the minor number uh you can't remember because I mean, you've been I, on I, so I many they, i know they both had i know they both had canaries one was the old man with the canaries yes. Yeah, and I know the other was a female with a canary. I don't remember. Uh, I, I know it was a black canary, and I think she had black glasses that matched it. Uh, maybe black pigtails. Well, you know, James, th- there's a commonality to the first show we did back on December eight till now, when I would ask you about your minors, and yeah, you're I like, still oh. know. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, you're like the what they used to say about the Rothschilds in the old day. They couldn't, they could never say how much money they had because by the time they counted it up, they had grown so much, was that that they that it was no longer an accurate number. So for someone like you, you can't remember. For me, who wins one, I can tell you it was a female in a cave. But I'm only teasing you. I mean, it's hard, right? There's been a lot going on with home team heroes. I, I remember when we were doing that auction, you talked about a lot of different lots while they were still alive, but you definitely <laughs> neglected to speak about the uh, the minor that <laughs> I, I'm actually still mad about the, um, what was it, CRG31? Who was it who got the uh, scuba? It's the scuba and the girl, and the woman I got were 1100 BPX. They were the cheapo of the auction. And it was the, it was by far the the best deal. The scuba though, I think was probably the best. Wouldn't you agree for 1100? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hey, that's, funny. that's that's me's dirt. Yeah, so. if if anybody got a scuba at 1100, that's dirt dirt cheap. Hey everyone, this is Discord user Slappy White from Radish Digital. That's digital with a J and I'm pausing this week's episode to tell you about a special podcast-only promotional giveaway. We are giving away Home Team Hero case break spots, good for at least five heroes, and while supplies last, to folks who listen to the rest of the show and then tweet and tag Radish Digital and BPX Collect and talk about some alpha you learned from Jeff Frenchy in this show. Now, you've heard from Jeff already, but he actually drops a lot more alpha if you listen the rest of the way to the end of the show. So that's it. Just go ahead and tweet, tag BPX Collect, Radish Digital, and tell us what you learned from Alpha, from Jeff on the show, and why listening to the show is so important to get that Alpha. And while supplies last, you'll be given a spot in a Home Team Hero case break. That's all. Good luck, and have fun listening the rest of the way. Well, and speaking of Dirt Cheap, is that we were all lucky to get in at Home Team Heroes, right, Jam? So for, for folks who are new who are listening, we're talking primarily tonight about Home Team Heroes. We're talking about the latest silo in the BPX ecosystem. And what are what are our home team heroes? Is Major League Baseball players from nearly every team. You have 25 players and they're they're fan they're not players from each team. They're fans who turn into a um uh jams you want to take over there the best it, since since jeff is jeff is on the broadcast it's, yeah it's a it's a superhero inspired by their favorite baseball player 
Yes, inspired. Yes, by. yeah, it's, 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 it, no, but I'm right. Inspired, but I was talking about the transformation. And I have to say is that I think it was Jay Miles who brought up. I like, I like when Jeff says the story more about, uh, <laughs> about the hot dog. Kisher's actually working with his artistic, uh, his, his network of artists and putting together something to go on the booth, like a, a little comic skit to tell that hot dog story. So that should be fun to see him. I can literally, story. every time you tell that story, Jeff, I can hear this. I can hear the smile in your face. Yeah. It was one of those things that just stuck, right? We knew we wanted the heroes and then we, then we needed an origin story. And I just, as I was describing it to people, even on the team early on, I was like, so just imagine that these are, Ordinary fans, they eat some kind of nuclear-powered hot dog at a game, and they become a superhero, and then they have to take on a persona. So they say, I love Aaron Judge. I want to look like Aaron Judge. I want to have him be my inspiration for my my uh, hero outfit. And, and that's just how I was telling the story. And then we sat down and we said, okay, now we really need to get the origin story. What are we really going to do? Like, how are they really going to be? And then we were like, well, what's wrong with the hot dog? So we just stuck with it. So that's that's how that kind of came to be. It was just it was just one of those things where it just it rolled off the tongue early on, and it just stuck. And here we are. That's the origin story. Yeah, I uh, James was it was it Jay Miles who was asking about the IP to these and and whether we had control of it because they were interested in a comic book. And I have to say, as today I was writing. In the vehicle to uh, my son, my 14-year-old's last Babe Ruth baseball game of the season. And we were talking about – I was showing him the – actually, I showed him the site that I built today. And he uh, he had seen the Home Team Heroes. He loved them. And he was looking through them all because, of course, there were new ones. He's like, well, there was no there was no Botto yesterday. And I'm like, you're right. That's a new one. And then he also picked up on J-Rod. And then he said, you know what they should do? He's like, they really need to do a comic book about these. And it's funny because I thought back to Jay Miles or whoever it was saying there needs to be a comic book. So, Jeff, when is the the franchise coming? Um, you know, it's definitely something that I uh, won't rule out. There will be some um, – th- there will be something – do you want to spill this or not? Um, <laughs> it's been a long time since you've spilled anything really big. So, yes, please. It's, it's not, and it's Caroline, not, it's, Caroline uh, already signed off. So it's not it's not super big, but I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's a it's a physical it's a physical related item related to the franchise, and it's it's it, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to do a collector's guide for the, each each release, and um, we're going to try to the goal is to have the one for this finished by national. And we may have the one for football ready by national as well. But essentially what's going to happen is, is it will look like a comic book on the outside, but it'll, so it'll have a, it'll have a, its own artistic cover, but it'll be the collector's guide for that series. And when you flip it, you'll see all of the parallels. You'll see all of the the heroes um, that are in that set. And then we're going to do a very limited release of them in uh, a gold version They'll go into a nice plastic case and, and, and be sealed up with a kind of like when you pull a, a high-end panini pack and, or panini card and it's, it's in a, a mag case and it's got the, the tamper-evident seal over it. So we're going to produce a limited edition of them that way. Um, and then we're going to do some fun things so that uh, those who buy will have a shot at those rare ones 
and then in and then if you want and then as many of the basically the common version of that that you want so you can have them to show friends or just have them laying around the house or whatever you'll be able to pick those up for a few bucks and add them onto your order if the order is big enough you can get some for free we'll, we'll figure all that out but we are going to, and, and then that will be collectible by set so i think it'll be really neat to be able to collect the the gold edition collector the collector book uh for each for each of the releases i think that'll be be cool and so um, I'm pretty excited about that. I think that'll add a, a unique because you, you've heard me talk about how I don't want to create physical cards because I, I'm, I'm wor- I don't want to ever put it to the decision where someone has to choose: Do I want the digital asset or do I want the physical PSA graded asset of the same thing? Like I don't want our I don't want physical cards to compete with our digital cards. We're a digital first company, but I felt the comic books. And specifically these collector guides in a comic style with custom cover art. They look, we can make them look really cool, front cover, back cover. Um, and so Kisher is working on that. And uh, the goal is to land that for national. And I think that will be a, a really neat physical item that will not compete with the, the digital items. And Jeff, when you... Um you were talking about national. I know I want to segue back over to national and something you said earlier. I didn't think about when it came to NFL home team heroes, when you, you mentioned the pre-sale and I guess I was thinking the product. So if the pre-sale will be at national for NFL home team hero, which is a great strategy, right? You're showing people the baseball and say, this is what we did in this industry or in this sport. And this is what football is going to look like. So go ahead with the pre-sale. When do you think the actual product, because of course in baseball, the season's already started, so we don't have it at the beginning of the season. When do you expect the actual product to rip for home team here of NFL, the football? It'll it, the, it'll rip on Thursday that the first game is. It's like the first week of September, is, the season opens on a Thursday night, and we, we plan to rip that day. So you'll have them before that. You'll have them. So we just kind of want to coincide it with the start of the season. Yeah, my apologies. You did mention which when the first game was is that I didn't catch that. Okay, so and you're you're planning on doing it for that day just for the hype, so that you can kind of tie it into the beginning of the season. That's the goal. Yeah, and I, I okay. see no reason why I see no reason why we won't hit that goal. We'll we'll have already you know the tech, the 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 way this tech works once it's fully built for baseball, it's the same tech that'll power football, and then it's just uh, making sure we land everything on the art calendar. And um, I don't. Knock on wood, I don't. I don't have a lot of concerns about hitting that that date because I think we'll, we'll have. Slappy, we'll have I will say that'll that'll be an easy uh, BPX <laughs> after dark to prepare for that. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, in in terms of the presale for that, I think one of the things that folks are going to look at from the presale for the for this sale is that again, going back to Dan's point at the beginning is that there's only regret that folks didn't buy more. I I would imagine like I don't I know you probably don't want to share internals, but your sales projections for the NFL and first of all I'm baseball first always, but the reality is I, this crowd seems like they're definitely more NFL oriented. So one you're going to get a bump from that. But two, the fact that people are so they're so mad about these, amped up about these. What are you expecting for the pre-sales, are you going to have a larger pool of total cards because you're trying to grow the ecosystem, but conversely with the pre-sale, you know this community is going to buy 
probably double what they did for baseball. So how's that going to work in terms of, are you going to put caps on presale for the existing community or for everyone? Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves on that. Um, and what I will tell you this, we're not anticipating like some crazy huge growth too fast. Like I want there to be more <laughs> demand. I want to get us into a situation where there's more demand than there is supply. And football is a really good chance to do that. And so I, I hope that you all are going to, um, you know, I, I, hope, I hope that we've put the right tools in place for you. I hope we've given you a good collection that you enjoy. I hope that you're going to want to build your sets. I hope that you're going to want to do, you're, you're just, you're going to want to have fun with it and enjoy it. And I hope it's going to establish a nice secondary market that will make a pretty easy use case for what the EV of the remaining baseball boxes are. And then we're going to be really good stewards of that price point to support the market that you all establish. And what I mean by that is you all come out and you set and establish a good market. We're going to honor that market in how we adjust the price of these boxes to make sure that we're helping to support the market that you've all have established. And um, in my mind, it will, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm okay. If some of this product, and I've said this all along and I mean this, I'm totally fine. If all of the baseball product even doesn't sell this year, like I will not take price cuts and go backwards to sell the product. I'd rather keep it. I'd rather wait and, and, and then let us establish the project product for two or three more years. And I think people will be like crazy to go back and get a first gen baseball box. Right. So I'm totally comfortable holding the product through that type of thing. So we establish a good market and then we get to football. I want there to be a lot more demand than there is supply. So we're going to take very measured growth and it may require us to throttle the, the presale some. So you're, 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 you're kind of looking ahead, but I don't want to get, I don't want to get <laughs> the cart in front of the horse. We, we need to establish that market for baseball. We need to be able to prove to new people coming in that there is a vibrant market here. Um, and, uh, and, and that there's, and that there's good collectability in this and that people just really do enjoy it. And that it's a, it's a, it's a product that, um, everybody looks forward to, and it's got a, it's got a good reward mechanic around it. And then at the end of the day, through the belief system and the size of the ecosystem and growing on ecosystem, it's got a belief system beyond just the, just the rewards. Um, and I, and I try to be, I know everybody's looking for guidance, like, like, like what is a, like, I, I, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, Jeff, what, what do you think I should need to be? I want to get this I want to get the certain player color pop. What and I want the 10x. What should I prepare to pay for it? And I'm like, I don't really know because I don't know what the market's going to do. Um, and but I I I will and and you're probably all going to be a little bit surprised that I'm going to say this because I always hate. I don't ever want to have a situation where somebody can come back and say, but Jeff, you said this thing was going to be worth X and it wasn't. Like in the two years that we've been doing this, I've never ever put out kind of like a, a price call type thing where I feel like something has got X amount of value in it. But I would be sorely disappointed if this product, when all of the yield is done from the rewards mechanic, if our top end performers on color pops in 10X type form don't return over $20,000 to the holder. So, and I say that just because I know that I'm sticking my neck out there. Um, I know that 
again, it's it's just it's just that I I I know how we intend to structure the rewards, and I just you see the auctions, you see the ecosystem that we're building, the 10x color pops for the top end performers. I mean, you see how they're going to earn their points. Um, yeah, I'll I'll just be I'll be disappointed if we get a year down the road from this and those those tip top end ones in a 10x form aren't that type of return. And then so you back off of that, what what's the return on a one xer, right? Um, and so we're trying to put really strong value in this. Um, and I just want you, I, I I hope it's something that everybody's just going to really vibe with and and enjoy. And and it's it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Because the more you vibe with it and enjoy it, the stronger the belief system gets, the more we're able to attract a larger market. With a larger market comes additional scale. That scale spins the entire flywheel and makes everything we're doing better. And mm -hmm. so um, that's just kind of how it's set up to work. And so I think we're positioned to try to take advantage of that. Now, if we if things don't go as well and... Um, you know, it, am I guaranteeing that? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that that's my. My, my honest gut of where I'll be disappointed if it doesn't achieve that. Well, everybody heard that. Jeff gave a guarantee. No, I'm just teasing. But for actually, th that was pretty eloquent. And so uh, just for future reference, if, if Caroline wants to grab that tomorrow, it was right around minute 90. But Jams, when you hear, and it's really hard, Jeff, because you're, what you're talking about, and th this is the part, maybe because I sit in these spaces and I hear you. So when folks get caught up in the day-to-day -day of the business activity and, and, and what you're doing to execute a project, I'm listening to your forward-thinking, uh, long-term plan, and you—you you know, the best thing you can do is plan. But jams is that if there was no, if there was no throttle on the pre-sales, jams, you got to believe. Like, let's leave Jeff out of this conversation for one second. If we go into home team heroes NFL, the 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 pre-sale will be double what was baseball. Wouldn't you agree? Based on the hype that we're seeing from this and the fact that there are more football fans than baseball fans. The demand, you mean? The, yeah, the, well, what did I say? I don't know what you said, but I was just sure. <laughs> making sure, sure I understood. Sure, demand. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we oh, I think we certainly have a lot of baseball purists, but um, I think that football actually plays itself even better to the product than baseball because it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fantasy baseball player at all, but I, I absolutely love fantasy football. Um, and I, I mean, fantasy football is just infinitely more popular than fantasy baseball is. So I think you'll see a lot more people that are interested in the color pops for football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that, I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised if there was less demand for football than there is for baseball. Yeah, well, we we know it's not going to be less, but the question is how much. And I'm curious with Dan. So, Dan, you mentioned you got three boxes for baseball. Uh, are Do you follow football and would you be buying for football? Yeah, of, of course, I follow football. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do fantasy sports, uh, mainly baseball and football. Um, I mean, I would agree that, that football, in terms of fantasy, is going to be way more popular. Just because if you've ever played fantasy baseball, 
162 game season of, of fantasy baseball is brutal. Um, but football, there's there's 17 games, and in a fantasy football season, sometimes you're at 14 or 15 games, depending on playoffs and whatever. So it's a lot easier to look at it on a weekly basis, uh, track your guys, and you know you're watching uh, you know a couple couple games a day versus in baseball you're just constantly monitoring 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 for uh four or five months uh season <laughs> so yeah i mean if if everything goes well with baseball home team heroes which i would be shocked if it doesn't um i would i mean i for sure could see demand for football at, at double what what baseball is and for you personally, and then Zarek, I just want to, Zarek and Legend and Stefan, I want to ask you guys the same question. And then Jeff, I since um, Dan brought up the question, well, he started talking about fantasy. I, I haven't, we haven't talked about the, I, I'm excited. What's crazy, right, is the true fantasy game that you've created. We haven't talked about that in a while. So I'm going to come back to you in a second. But uh, Dan, so for you personally, you bought three boxes of baseball. Football's dropped. You're buying, and let's just assume everything. Everybody loves the product. Baseball's great. End of the season, you can buy football. What are you doing? Oh, I'm getting more than a box of baseball for sure. Yeah, but ten, twenty. Are you getting four boxes, five boxes, six boxes, or more? Uh, you know, that's for me. It's gonna. I'm gonna look at what the supply is. That's that's one thing that that I do look at in in things like this. Um, so I mean, it, it's hard for me to to tell you a number. I, I you know, in when I buy baseball cards, uh, I look at production runs. I I look at the odds. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards a shorter print production run and pay more for that product than I would for, you know, something that's going to have tons and tons and tons of production and have, you know, smaller chance of the big hits. So I, I, I for sure, I'm going to spend more than I did on football than I did on baseball, but you know, that, that exact amount is, is going to be to, to be determined based on um, estimated production. All right. You're trying to bring logic into it instead of just buying with emotion, but we'll accept that answer. Yeah, I know. Logic is one thing that, that uh, <laughs> my wife hates when I use, so my bad. <laughs> Great. Now you're comparing me to your wife. Jeff, <laughs> did, did you did you want to say something? Um, no, I, no, I, no, I, well, one, thing I, one thing I can share is that we do not intend for this entire calendar year of product I, I can't say this will be the case for next year we but we and and we we intend to keep the one the 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 1 to 100 pack odds for for color pops and that is the odds that we're looking for in football as well and I also don't intend to increase the size of color pop per hero so the product is not going to um, – we're, we're looking right now, like internally, we're planning 30 heroes for football. And 
99 supply on each color pop at one 100 pack odds. We do have one other kind of companion with the color pops that I won't spill the beans on that'll have a supply right now. I have it pegged at 25. And so that allows us to have a little bit of, and that, and that will, that'll still, so you'll either get one of those two things. And, th but this is a, it's a, it's, it's like, I think you'll be happy with both of those. Like, so it's a, it's a, it's a different insert, but it's one that I think you'll be happy with either way. So that's basically how the growth of football is going to, is going to be accounted for without changing what you see in your pack odds, either on the base set, the base set will behave largely the same. Um, and, and the base set for HTH, you, you'll, you'll, it won't feel like an early infinite moment rip from last season, but it'll feel like one of the bigger ones like that. It's, it's roughly the same. Your ratio of commons to color in HTH are kind of in line with a big, one of our bigger and better elite drops that you would have seen in your infinite moments. But you also didn't have the color pops on top of that, that, you know, are one in 100. So I feel like it's a pretty well-balanced product. So we're going to, I want to keep that same type of balancing for football because I think that'll go a long way towards everybody's satisfaction with the product. So that, and that comes back to why we, we may have to put some throttles on the presale because we just won't have enough product that it could get gobbled up. And as you all have hit on football from a fantasy perspective, it's an order of magnitude bigger than baseball. I mean, FanDuel and DraftKings, they make their year, their entire year is made in football. And so it's a, it's a much, it does have a much cleaner fit with the fantasy mindset. Thank you. I see legend with your hand up before uh, you ask or say your comment though. I just wanted to see what your plans would be, I guess, for football. Do you, do you think that you'll, you see yourself buying in more for football than baseball or similar or not as much? Uh, me personally, I'm a huge, huge football guy. So I love baseball, but I'm not into fantasy baseball at all. I actually don't play fantasy football anymore, but football is my, my number one sport, like by far. So, yeah, definitely uh, football is going to be the one for me. And not to mention, Frenchie's already confirmed that Justin Jefferson will be in it. So, yeah, you know I'll be, I'll be hard after him. Yeah, I'm already sure. Already seen, already seen a lot of concept art on him. It's pretty cool. The the, the Joe Burrows. Oh my God, I can't wait for y'all to see him. <laughs> he is so cool. No, you got to do the Debo. You got to do the Debo that I told you. <laughs> that that was a good idea. Um, that was really fun. That was a fun idea for sure. My my son I said he wants. A... He definitely wants to see a certain somebody in Buffalo riding a buffalo. So he's expecting to see that, Jeff. Well, he's going to, he'll see that certain someone, I think for sure. <laughs> um, and I've actually, he's, he, his, his art's actually finished. He's, he's already actually completely done. His, he's got a, he's got a really cool character. Oh, maybe, maybe oh. at a future date, you could share a little bit of that. Sorry, legend. Go ahead. It's all good. I, I just, I did have one question. Uh, was it ever considered, uh, this is for Jeff, by the way, uh, was it ever considered, to do the color pops in pure BPX as opposed to points. I think uh, the majority of us felt that that 
is how it was going to be. And I personally think it would have been pretty cool to, to be able to track like the exact amount of BPX that somebody's uh, earned as opposed to having to figure out, you know, the, the total points for season two and, and the allotment that way. Yeah, so this is all I I, I kind of covered this in that um, video where I went through the points system. If you hadn't watched that, that would be a good one to maybe go back and take a peek at. Because I I one of the things that I can't that I that we're gonna we have a lot of utility coming for the BPX token, and if I were to set kind of what a reward structure needs to look like today, and then we set that sale and it's earning and now you all are waiting for that BPX to hit your wallet. But in the meantime, the utility framework of the token has changed the, 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 the demand structure for it. We could do a lot of harm very quickly to our ecosystem. If you, if we misprice that, it would almost be like overpowering a video game where you ruin your game because you create an out of whack balance, out out of whack power structure, and so we have to be able to let the utility framework and the economy for BPX dictate what the ultimate size of the pool looks like. So that's why what you see is you see the point structure that that allows you to calculate pro rata of the pool that's there, what percentage of it are you going to get? But if the pool was already preset, um, there's just a lot of things that could go wrong. So we're trying to manage a pretty complex micro economy here. And, um, and, 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 I, and I actually said this in the video, like if I came out and said, okay, we think we've got this amount of uh, growth that we're going to do. And we, so we need to make, the reward for this needs to be 100 million BPX, and everybody starts doing their calculations off of that. Um, the utility of, of how you're using the BPX over that time period shifts and change, which I think we would be crazy to think that it won't, because this is just this, this, it will, just because it just it's not going to it's not going to stay stagnant. It's going to it's going to fluctuate. Um, then that ship has sailed and I can't go back and say, oh, well, it would have been a whole lot healthier for our ecosystem if that pool had only been 20 million instead of 100 million. And we, we have to live and die by that if that number is already locked and loaded. And the same thing could happen in the other direction. If I said, OK, it's only 10 million, knowing that I can always increase it, now everybody pegs to that number and it hurts the ecosystem in that way. So it needs to be something that we, we were able to turn the dials on um, and, you know, it, so that we can try to make sure that we maintain a nice, a nice healthy ecosystem. So it's, I don't disagree with you that it would be cool, um, but I don't think it would be, I don't, it, it, it most likely would not be healthy. Like it would, it would, it would just be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be it, it would almost be like a lightning strike to get that right today for me to peg today what the pool needs to be for a year from now or to accrue over the next year. I mean, it would be, I'd, I'd need a hell of a lot of luck on my side to get that right. And so I'd rather not rely on luck, rely on a nice framework of the points so that you understand where you are. You understand where you are pro rata. You understand where you are in relation to others 
and then have the flexibility to set that final pool size later. I think that's the healthy thing for our ecosystem. So I, I do have a follow-up on that. Uh, so once like the, you know, the PPX economy kind of stabilizes at, you know, down the line, maybe a year from now, talking like maybe season three, would that be something that you could possibly shift to once you get a better idea of how this whole ecosystem is, is, you know, gonna go, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of projections that go into a lot of that, but once you actually see it in the wild for a year or so, would that be something that maybe we could see in the future? Uh, I certainly wouldn't rule it out for sure. Um, because it, it, you're, 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 yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. Okay. 10, four. Yeah. I appreciate it. I know there was chatter about it in the chat and I just wanted to make sure like, you know, it got out in the open and on the recording. So people can go back and give it a listen. Hey, Jeff, we have a question coming in from Tex Hooper. He wants to know if the Jets will have anyone other than Rogers. Um, you know, with only 30, with only 30, it's we're going to kind of be in that same situation that we are with baseball. So, um, uh, I mean, there's some good players in the NFL, man. It's a, like we could have easily taken this thing 60 deep and had some pretty awesome heroes. So there, there are going to be some dudes that everybody likes that aren't going to make it in. Um, if you put a gun to my head right now and ask me, will the jets get anybody besides Rogers? I'd probably have to say no. Yeah. I mean, cause, uh, Wilson will probably find his way in in the future, I would think. But uh, it's got to be Rogers this year, I would think. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't see, I don't see how you could leave him out. No, 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 no. And, it's, and especially, I mean, we never know with Rogers. He could retire after this year for sure. And uh, you know, you, you got to get him in there. So, um, and then I guess going back to what Slappy set the stage for before on uh, daily fantasy. Um, any updated, I guess, timeline on when that could possibly be coming? Uh, we've just been really swamped with this. Um, the thing that's holding us up right now is just some of the UI UX stuff with working with the vendor on that because they're normally their fantasy releases are in apps and ours is not eligible for an app because of the crypto tie-ins and some of the stupid rules that like Apple and them have. So ours has to operate in a mobile browser. You don't have to run it out of MetaMask, but it has to. It just runs in your Safari browser on mobile, which is how most people are going to probably use it so it's really we're actually designing it with them just to be mobile first um it's it's in the it's in the short strokes like it's it's functional there, there are a couple little gl glitches here and there um but it's uh we it's just it's just something that we just we we as a team the people that have mainly been the ones that were working on that they've been pulled in some other directions recently so they just got to put their time back to it but you know, we said that we, I think somebody asked James, would it be there before, I think that, I think Slappy asked James if it'd be there before football. And he's like, yeah, definitely for sure. And then I think we'd said we were hoping certainly by the all-star break. And I, I still think that's definitely, um, I'd be very disappointed if it's not here by the all-star break. So, um, and the way that we're planning to roll that out when it is ready, because we acknowledge that I don't, I don't think our ecosystem could support everybody. Would, it would, it would be too fractured if we tried to do everyday fantasy baseball. Um, so we're going to kind of play it a little bit more like football. So I think we're going to start with putting together games that will pick up the Sunday afternoon slate 
and then finish with the Sunday night game on ESPN and try to play it more like a do it once a week, enjoy it, every try to get everybody into that game versus a typical fantasy baseball where you're playing it every night. Um, if you want to play fantasy baseball every night, you can do that on your own on tons of different apps. So I think for our ecosystem, for us as a group, Let's try to see if we can establish and have some fun on Sundays. And then that'll also lead us right into the NFL cadence where your prim- you know, primarily your fantasy play on the on the weekends or is on Sunday for the NFL as well. So that, that's kind of what we're shooting for there. Um, but it's, it's coming along. It's just, uh, like I said, having the version that is um, standalone in the web browser, not an app, which is kind of the vendor normally puts everything in apps. So we're having to I, I'm, I'm not in the weeds to know exactly what all issues that's caused. I just know that that's one of the things they told us was a slowdown. Um, but uh, we're, we're close. Well, if, if it's ready by uh, All-Star break, that would be awesome because then that's before uh, National. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We're definitely planning to have like a big game the week of National on the fantasy platform and stuff. That's we've We've got that mixed into our National plan and stuff. So, I mean, obviously it's a Super easy fix, uh, fit rather uh, for a national. So that's awesome. Yep. 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 Hey, uh, Jan. Flappy, you have any questions? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you. So, a a couple questions, Jeff, is that one, folks wanted to know about the Crowd Slabs, which is the way it's been done is. In the past, there was talk about, well, when we roll out BPX in the auction, you know, we're going to auction these off. People will get paid out. And then this last RAS, we had crowd slabs. And then boom, the RAS is over. Crowd slabs go to auction. Bang. Assume people are going to be paid out here in the next couple of days. And is that what it's going to be like with crowd slabs going forward? You can expect it to go to auction immediately. Um, I think that will be the norm. it's uh, it's one of those things where fractionalized assets are a very easy case for the SEC to say that, oh, if you buy a fractionalized asset, you bought a security. There's case law established on that. Clearly, all the crowd slabs that we have, um, we did one early on where we were locking the, we would lock the terms and that sort of thing, and that we were able to get a legal opinion to be clean on that. But to do it where you have more flexibility and when you can sell it, um, we, we can't really sell the crowd slabs. They have to be prizes or incentives and rewards of some kind. And the they're less and less of any type of security risk if the shorter they are. Like, like this is clearly giving you guys a sweepstakes prize that was a bunch of crowd slabs and selling it a week later. That's not a damn security, period, on any planet. Um, so the, the, the more... The, the, the further we can get away from some of those things, the better. It just makes me feel a little bit better. I don't believe it's a security if you keep it for six months either, but it's just a lot less of one if it flips over pretty quickly. So I, I, I think – and the other thing too is I, I my thesis on it and why we did it this way is now that the crowd steps are starting to at least be real, right? You, people are starting to have it hit their wallet. Um, the thought was is that that would give us a little bit of pack diversity – Again, the people that didn't want them could trade them for the people that wanted them more of a more of a, a, a sure thing, um, you know. And and like, and, and I feel like they all got decent prices. So hopefully, the people that hit, had those hits, hopefully, they all feel pretty good about them. But um, I, I think that to the extent we use 
the CrowdSlab format going forward, I do think turning the assets over quickly is is going to be something that we're going to try to try to mostly accomplish. Will they all be this quick? Maybe not, but um, I, I don't think we want to have CrowdSlabs that push out for long periods of time. And Jeff, one other question: It's I'm going to try to do better. There are uh, folks in the Radish Discord in our Block Packs channel. They after these spaces, sometimes they'll have questions, and so I'm trying to catalog them so we can catch up on them after. But there was some confusion last time about the Wonders of the First, where you were talking about how they're going to sl slowly come out. I know Kisher talked about artwork for five thousand, and as we know, it's a ten thousand piece collection. But the plan is to get artwork for the first five thousand. But yep. is is I'm not sure how much you can share with us. So folks are just trying to wrap their head around it. And you said the um, token zero would be the um, first one to roll out, correct? And that's going to be like on its own for a month, a week, or yeah, we're going to run. We're going to run a big. We're going to run a big promotional period around that, and we're going to try to attract. We're we're focusing HTH. We're going to real world collectors, card show people, people that are into in the sports cards, say, where a lot of you are that are in our ecosystem and bridging you over and, and giving you this product. Wonders of the first, we're going to eye going to some um, shows for where you may see magic. Just had an alarm. Uh, yeah, I had an alarm go off to remind me of an auction. I was trying to buy a Tiger Woods car on PWC. Um, let me turn that off because I snoozed it. It'll just do the same thing here in a second. Um, but the, uh, but, but the, but we are for that product where we are going to reach out to broader um, kind of the web three. Cause I, I do think this one is a good fit still for a, a web three audience. And I want to do a tour where we go go into discords like we've done on some of our other stuff and promote what this is, why they why people should care about that token, why they should care about the collection as a whole. It'll give us a chance to reaffirm the lost miners, how, um, in, in kind of how they're the, the, the opportunities that could possibly be there for pairing our assets up to kind of get that last shot onto allow lists and that sort of thing. So we want to use that as a good promotional window to promote, not just the wonders, but the the broader ecosystem. What we're doing, and then also not only that, but the token, because you the only way to get that token zero is going to be able to is going to come in with BPX and bid in the unique bid auction to try to win token zero. That's the only way you can get in. So if we go into these other ecosystems and we can tell that story and attract them, we can bring those people over, expose them to BPX, expose them to the other stuff we're doing, and utilize this kind of amazing technological contract that we've landed with wonders of the first to do that. And then once that happens, that will then kick off a cadence where I'm not going to spill his beans, spill the beans on this stuff, but where, where Kisher will, and, 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 and I'm working closely with him too. It's not like I'm just handing this off to Kisher. I mean, this is, I'm going to put I mean, my names on this as much as anybody else's, but we're then going to take you through a story telling adventure where other tokens will be available similarly to how that first one are that will then bring other aspects of that world to life. And those tokens will be also through various mechanisms randomed off so that you can then get kind of these, I think Chris did, did at least spill the idea that they're the, they're the, it's, it's the first, which is kind of the formless life that everything is born from. When you see the art for that, 
if I was, if I mean, I, I don't anticipate owning that. I, I want somebody in the in the in the in the ecosystem to own that. But I hope that whoever owns that is going to put that in a token frame and hang it on their wall. I mean, it's that cool, and it will have a role in every Wonders of the First card that gets produced. It'll be a, a component of that. Um, it's a really central element to the world, and then from that, the first from that creation, then we have these orbitals that are kind of the next level. And then each of those will take a few weeks of storytelling to flesh out what it is, then getting the token. And then as you move forward, so from the time we do the first, you've got that one, that storytelling tour and trying to get people to participate in that. That's probably a three-week-ish marketing window. Then you have the orbitals that follow. I don't want to spill exactly how many of those there are. It's There's more than two less than 12 <laughs> um, somewhere. So somewhere in that range. And then each of those will have probably a week to 10 days of storytelling and allowing someone to then take ownership of that. Once that, that story is fully told at that point is about when we will go in and get the, um, the claim to pull the tokens out for everyone that's on the allow list. And you'll then have something that is in your wallet, that can be financialized, sell it on OpenSea if you want, trade it, whatever you want to do with it. Um, and then once those are in your wallet, they are then going to reveal over a period of time to tell you what, 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 I don't, I don't again, this is where I don't want to spill stuff. There will be things that will come to life about that token and you'll, your, your token will change and update, and you'll begin to know where to where does my token fit into this world, and then ultimately the final art reveal where everything gets revealed. Um, we're planning to have that tie that bow on it on September fifteenth, which is the merge anniversary, and then that and then at that point everything is that's it. It's over. The story is told. All the art proofs are out. And from there, uh, we will then be working to bring out the first trading card set around that IP, which would which will be an early 2024 type thing. So I hope that I hope that, I hope that helps a bit. I mean, it's I've, I've, tried, I've said this kind of all along. This is not a it's a big contract. I remember kind of early on that I said that we were, you know, what we were going to try to do and how ambitious our plans were for it. Um this was never going to be just a grab it out and let's reveal the art and there it is. You got your collection. It was always intended to be this, bring this kind of franchise to life. And it's the wonders of the first is a franchise on par with home team heroes. So it's just, it's just, there's a lot to it. Champs. All I could think about while Frenchie was winding down that story is that, you know, they're going to be people tomorrow that are going to listen to this and they're going to say, well, he didn't answer this part of it. <laughs> always, always. I, I mean, he literally just drew us like, Jeff, I don't know if you have a three ring binder there you're reading from, but it's amazing from memory. I mean, you, you're, you're trying to launch home team heroes, you know, tomorrow and you're the way you're speaking from memory about the details of this thing. I don't know, James, did you have any questions? I, I could, Jeff, I have to process it. I, I can't have any questions. I appreciate it's, that it's, information. It's, it's, there's a lot to it from a timeline standpoint, <clears throat> just to try to simplify back to your base question, which I think is the core of what everybody's asking for. Once the unique bid auction functionality is ready, we will then 
kind of planned this couple of weeks of, 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 of kind of launching out the story, bringing other people in. Um, and at that point, we will also, we're engaging with the, the team from Jenkins the Valet, Tally Labs. They've built a new platform that allows for uh, collaborative storytelling. I know everybody, I know that's not everybody's jam, but there's pro- it's probably 50 to 100 people's jam. And what it does is it really allows people to kind of feel like they put their hand in there and they touch the collection and, and have their voice in kind of what we're building. We want to use that platform. And that'll be a multi-month type process. But if we most likely, we probably will not run that that tour of trying to get the other communities involved in stuff prior to national. It'll probably be really close on the heels of that. And then that'll kick everything off. And we're kind of got this few months runway to, to have the final art reveal uh, on the anniversary. And it's, that's, but you'll, you'll have your tokens prior to that, but you, the final, final reveal, we're planning it kind of as a big deal to celebrate the anniversary of the miners, celebrate the anniversary of getting this first proof of stake um, we felt the news cycle on that would align because people will start talking about how much ETH has been, you know, ETH emissions have been reduced and all that sort of stuff. It'll, it'll just, it's that, it's, it's the anniversary of the event that the, that the collection was born out of. So we just felt that all of that made sense from a creative standpoint. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. It answers my question, James. That's all I had. All right. I think uh, anyone have any last minute thoughts? This ran about a half hour longer than uh, we were anticipating tonight because uh, Jeff wanted to uh, to give us some alpha, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I spilled a few things tonight. I, 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 you know, I spilled the part about the comic. Um, I don't think we spoil any surprises there. I think it's just you know, it's, it's good to kind of have some some things to look forward to there. And I, I know everybody loves the idea of some physicals. Um, and uh, we have we have another there there will be one other physical thing. I think I think I don't know if I already spilled that one or not. I'm not going to spill it again if I if I did if I didn't already spill that one. I'll <laughs> yeah, no, no, you you did. What were you saying though, Jeff? It's it was funny how you worded it. What did you say again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I think I actually, if I didn't spill it, it's not it's not a huge deal. We we've uh, we've actually got. Um, I, I, we, I told you about the big giant bobblehead that we're that if all goes well, it's coming from across the pond. So it's a it's a it's a bit of a logistical thing, but we're assured it's going to make it in time. Um, but we're supposed to have a it's between six and seven foot tall gaveler bobblehead for this kind of like sit right in the middle of the booth. So it'll be a photo op thing. It'll be pretty cool. And then we're going to have a limited edition of 250 of those in smaller form um, that'll be available. And, uh, and, and those, will be, those will be available to, to the whole – we're not going to just make that something you have to be at national to get. Um, but there'll be uh, – it'll probably be – that'll probably get tied into an incentive for some of the remaining boxes that we have. But it's going to be cool. So those are two physicals that we're working on. Because we get asked that question a lot because we have so many physical IRL collectors in our ecosystem. But I've just been struggling and I want to find cool, limited edition physical things that fit in well with our IP, fit in well with our ecosystem, but they're not trading cards. Because if they're trading cards, I I feel like they'll compete with the digital trading cards and that's not what I want. And so bobbleheads, we can do something really cool there. Doesn't compete. Uh, The comic... uh, 
collector guides, I think we can do something really cool there. I don't feel like it competes. So those are some cool things. So Jeff, um, before we get to nationals, which uh, is getting close, um, is there anything you can tell us that you're going to have for geek holders um, if they show up at nationals? Yeah. Uh, so while, if there's, you... while there's still time for people to book tickets and and get there a little more uh, incentive to to show up in Chicago. Yeah. So we um for those who were there last year, I mean, we had our geek dinner and uh, we did. We had a good, I thought I think we had a good time there and and we're gonna and this year the big thing that it will will revolve around one of the activities at the geek dinner is the first ever bantam tournament so those that are collecting bantams um, even if you only hold an aqua uh, bantam there will be an opportunity for you to play if your collection is bigger and you've got um, some of the higher end rainbows uh, you'll have an opportunity to play in uh, something for a little bit larger larger prize pool and if you can't attend you can designate someone to play in your stead and uh and so that'll be a that that's going to kind of be one of our cornerstone events we're not going to have anything for bantams on the floor the the booth all the targeting there for new people the tip of the spear will be clearly home team heroes but once we break and go into our dinner um we're going to bring the bantam game out and uh, play that irl and we'll have packs that will be they're, they're not they're 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 playable packs again they're not and, and we're gonna there's no there's no limited edition to them there's no f- color foils or anything like that but you will have physical cards but i'm going to do everything in my power to make those not collectible by telling you that i will literally print a billion of those if, <laughs> if that's what it takes for them not to compete with our physical or with our digital assets um so that'll be fun and then we'll have some food and entertainment we had some awards last year um from the ecosystem just some fun stuff uh, there'll certainly be some swag and handouts that you'll only be able to get by being there. But it is important to me that those that can't come to Chicago don't feel left out. I don't want anyone to feel that they've missed out on an opportunity for um, anything that's really important to their standing within the ecosystem as a collector. Like I would never release a ma- a product that you have to get at national and then all of a sudden it it gives you a ton of points and so now if you didn't attend national, you, you feel pressured to buy it from someone who did like that. We would never do something like that. So expect the opportunities that we have around national deals and promotions. Expect to be able to take advantage of those, whether you're there or not, for the most part. Some of the exper- ex- experiential things, you will physically have to be there. There may be some booth handouts, merch, little things like that you'll have to be there for. Obviously, you have to attend the party to be there. Um, we're going to be breaking the, the plan is to, is to be breaking a lot of boxes of baseball live. I want to get people yelling and screaming when some cool hits come out. We'll do some things like the, you know, the, the whole back to back thing we've done before. If you hit the same player or hit the same hero twice in a row, maybe there's a bounty for that. We'll know with 100% accuracy what's still outstanding. So, you know, we talked about, um, Doc earlier, the inspiration from Jock Peterson. Well, if his 10x color pop is still outstanding, nothing in the world says we can't put a nice promotion on that to to give a chase specifically for national. So everybody is trying to hit that that Jock Peterson if it's like the last one out or whatever. Like so, there's 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 just a lot of things we can do to create some excitement there. Um, 
And But if you want to participate in those type of things, we're going to try to make as much of that available to everyone, whether you can attend or not. I, I just want you to, I don't want anybody to go, I don't want anyone to press themselves to attend national for FOMO. Come to national because you want to come have a good time. It's a great show. It's a great place for collectors to be. We'll have some fun stuff. But you're not going to miss anything that's going to set you back in our ecosystem by not being at national. Well, I live in Chicago. I've already got my ticket, so uh, feel free to add some FOMO. Yeah, so the booth will be the booth's going to be a fun place. We have, we have a I, I, we have a fifty by fifty booth. Like we have a whole couch area with the big TV to do the breaks on. We have like a, a nice big bar that you can sit at. We've got tables in there. Then we have this kind of the other side is more oriented to introducing people to what we're doing. That's where the big bobblehead will go and. Um, it's 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 going to be a pretty it's going to be a it's, it's, the the booth setup is going to be sweet so it'll be a fun place to hang out you'll have a base camp we'll keep some of the refreshments around for for the geeks that are that are in attendance so you'll be able to walk around the show and when you want to come back and have a place to call home and and have a base camp that's a huge perk at, I think at a at a show the size of national just having a place where you can kind of base out of and so. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think I think it's I think you'd be hard pressed to a, to have a better setup for attending national than than being a geek. I think it's a great a great setup for geeks to be able to come and enjoy that show. Well, uh, send me a spot next to Carafine then. All right, we'll do it. And it was definitely a great time last year, so I would certainly encourage anyone that that can make the trip out uh, this year too. And last year, I mean, it was you had a huge booth at national. And, that was twenty five by twenty five, right? Uh, I think it was a little bit. I think it was twenty by forty. It's like longer than it was okay. wide or something like. That, if I remember, but we had that big. We had that big giant pole in the middle, which took a bunch of the, that huge column that took up a bunch of space. It was a little wonky. When, when, you, when you're talking about a pole in the middle, Jeff, I definitely have a vision of what you're talking about. Thanks for thanks for that slap. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that go. (laughs) Yeah, before uh, before we sign off tonight, do you have anything you want to close with? No, I mean I just uh, I'm I'm really glad that everyone is excited, um, and I, um, yeah, that's it's uh, I'm excited for tomorrow, and fingers crossed everything goes nice and smooth. I certainly we we think it will. Um, The devs tell me that they think that. This issue was one again that cropped up by going live. They've been able to see other, you know, they've been able to see all the other stuff uh, behave now in the live environment, and a lot of other stuff did check out the way we expected it to. So I think their confidence is high. Um, oh, one thing we didn't touch on, and I will, I'll, we'll, we'll hit an announcement on this tomorrow. But we are the the plan is. Um, we, we have the set builder tool that you're used to. Um, we also have a scoreboard for the color pops that will be, um, be pushed live. And then we're hoping that by once everything is out and ripped, because again, this is one of those things where you can, you, 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 you need to have the real product before you can link hook everything up and make it all work the way that it needs to. We've got all the frameworks and stuff in place. We're hoping that, um, by early next week, there will be live scoreboard tracking. Um, so, I mean, if Leone works over the weekend with his spreadsheet and sets everything up there, um, he, he very well may do that. And that'd be totally fine. But we do anticipate 
that by uh, early to mid next week, you will have your your active scoreboards. Um, you'll have those for your color pops and your your base set. Uh, when it releases tomorrow, you'll have your again. You'll have a color pop scoreboard, so you'll be able to go and say, "Okay, I have a, I have a, I hit the ten x uh, gaveler." You'll be able to go there and see where that ten x gaveler is in re- relation to others. If you have multiples in your wallet, you won't yet be able to plug your wallet in and see all your stuff aggregated. But that will be. That's what uh, we got two guys that are dedicated to to just that purpose for scoreboards and uh, and leaderboards, and that's what they'll be hacking on going into next week. And so hopefully between now and between now and the end of next week, hopefully some really significant headway is made on that. The frameworks for it all is already in place, so they just have to kind of rig it all together and make it all make everything talk to its to the to the live the live blockchain activity and that sort of thing. So a lot of fun stuff coming to help your collecting be be even better awesome well, certainly music to my ears and uh all right well that'll be it for this edition of bpx after dark and as a reminder for bpx break room uh, auction editions every sunday starting at 8 45 p.m uh, bpx break rooms every wednesday at noon eastern time and bpx after dark is every thursday at 9 p.m dr bray is going to be joining us uh, next week he's going to share his minor collection with us and he's going to help me by co-hosting want to thank everyone who came up on stage, share their thoughts with the community. Uh, special thanks to BPX for partnering with Radish Digital so that we're able to offer promotional items for BPX giveaways. Special thanks to Frenchie uh, for coming up on stage and uh, sharing all the information that he had for us and giving us a little bit of alpha. And uh, again, another special um, thank you to Slappy who does all the behind the scene work and runs the show um definitely wouldn't be doing anything with radish without slappy uh stay tuned for an announcement from radish digital regarding the home team hero break spot winners from tonight's show in both the radish and bpx discord finally most importantly we want to thank you the listener for always tuning in take care and have a great night everybody you've been listening to bpx after dark which is broadcast live each thursday night at 9 p.m in twitter spaces at radish digital that's digital with a j Hosted by B-Jams, we want to thank you, the listener. A special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand, came on stage, helping to make BPX the best community. BPX is a community built by collectors for collectors. That's it for this show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.